Listen, you smell something? Human emotions are materializing in the form of a viscous psychoreactive plasm with explosive supernormal potential. What a discovery, a psychoreactive substance. Do you know what this equipment is used for? Boggle or Super Mario Brothers? We'll have fun! Yeah! They're still doing a really quite good work there. My friend, don't be a jerk. We've got no choice. Call the Ghostbusters. Super Jackpot! Welcome to Extra Plasm Podcast. It's the only podcast on the internet whose host is considering a transition from educator to exorcist because demons don't submit papers that need to be graded and that were written by ChatGPT. I'm your host, Jim Maritato, aka Vape Maniac on the internet, and I'm excited to bring you episode 33. That's like one third of the way to 100, which is meaningful for most podcasts who are like, wow, we got 100 episodes. But to be honest, I mean, I'm excited about that too if we get to 100, but I'm excited that we're this close to 46 because currently we're 70% of the way there to finding our voice or voices. Uh, And if we find more than one, I mean, who knows? It might be because I actually did start dabbling in amateur exorcism as opposed to teaching. So if that happens, somebody call somebody for help. I don't know who. Maybe the Ghostbusters, probably not Russell Crowe. Uh, But nevertheless, we're going to talk this week with Jason Fitzsimmons of Ghostbusters News fame, who's rejoining the show for a fun conversation about the challenge of reporting about spoilers, which I promise you we don't reveal any. We just talk about kind of the spoiler culture and what it's like to be Ghostbusters fans and Ghostbusters media producing people who, uh, you know, are, are dealing with spoilers in the world. We talk about the new downloadable content pack for Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, which both Jason and I have had an opportunity to mess around with and to find out more about as we've been playing with it over the last couple or the last week. Um, We find talk more about the new Spirit Halloween Proton Pack, which Jason has done a great video review of, but he kind of gives some more details about that process, how he ended up with one, um, you know, what it's like using it, etc. And we talk a bit about Ghostbusters Firehouse, of course. Because how could we not? It's like the big thing that's coming up. And we even kind of have a sideways turn into a weird discussion about a Canadian grocery store pizza delicacy that Jason highly recommends and thinks everyone should eat. So if you want to find out what that's about, you have to stick around to the end of the podcast. But it was really great to catch up with Jason in the wake of a pretty big news week where a lot of announcements uh, happened and some leaks, which we're not going to discuss. So we promise. And don't stress. I mean, really, Jason and I talked this week about spoiler culture and how we view leaks versus legitimate announcements. But I can assure you, you'll remain spoiler free uh, unless you find that knowing people in the last movie are in this movie. If that's a spoiler for you, (laughs) then you might be sad because, yeah, I mean, we're probably going to talk about the fact that, you know, Finn Wolfhard's in the new movie, but you should know that by now. (laughs) But before we get into that chat with Jason, we need to first get into our weekly segment. Uh, in which we comment about news about Ghostbusters and often cite Ghostbusters news. So let's talk a bit about some Ghostbusters headlines. Still making headlines all across the country, the Ghostbusters are at it again. Today, the entire eastern seaboard is alive with talk of incidents of paranormal activity. All in topic today, ghosts and ghostbusting. Extra plasm, read all about it. Ghostbusters headlines coming at you. First up, Let's talk about Ghostbusters Firehouse. CinemaCon took place last week in Las Vegas, and if you're not familiar with what that is, it's the annual industry convention for theater owners and exhibitors where they gather for panels, discussions, and workshops. Uh, But it's also a place where studios appeal to them to let them know what movies are coming down the pike, to help them build hype, and to entice them to purchase rights to show them. So why is this relevant to us? Well, I mean, Ghostbusters Firehouse info was presented by Sony as part of their presentation of upcoming films, And besides the detail that Carrie Coon and Paul Rudd were in a photo that 
uh, some people may or may not want to know about because of what else was in the photo. Um, <laughs> the release date for the film was also reiterated as being in December. Now, this is important because it means that about seven months out, Sony is still telling exhibitors, meaning the people who are going to show this movie and schedule it and book it in their theaters to expect it in December. They're not saying it's being pushed back and we're this close to where we're at about seven months out. So um, it seems pretty likely that this movie's actually going to land in December, even if some of us, including me, uh, were skeptical about that and thought it might not show up till 2024. But it remains to be seen if that stays on track. But if they're at a convention telling theater owners to expect it, then I would be hard pressed to see why they would do that and then turn around intentionally to go, hey, you know what? Let's just move it. If something catastrophic happened, maybe. But it seems the plan is still to be on track for a, a movie in December. Um, so, you know, fingers crossed. Maybe we'll all be spending Christmas break talking about Ghostbusters and unwrapping cool new Ghostbusters stuff under the tree out in December. Uh, and we'll see. And if you're not opening things under a tree because you don't do that, maybe you'll be doing something else like receiving it on a get on one of eight nights. <laughs> but like the point is that we may be receiving we may be receiving Christmas or holiday gifts. Everybody, it's exciting uh, but more that we're going to see a movie and maybe we're going to see a movie this year. So close to the last one, which would be the fastest turnaround between two Ghostbusters movies in the history of ever. Right. I mean, it took five years for Ghostbusters 2 to be made, at least. Um, it took how long for Ghostbusters 2016 to be made? And then many people rejected it as a movie. Um, and then it took how long for Afterlife to get made after any just so it'll be the closest probably that we've had in terms of, you know, uh, development of story and timeline turnaround. And that is really exciting. It means that we're kind of on track for something very different in the sense that, you know, Ghostbusters is alive and thriving and something that's going to continue to get made. We know that there's lots of different projects out there, but it's all coming into being and it's cool reality. Uh, the second most important detail, though, that we should know about is that the film has been confirmed to take place at a story level in New York City. So despite being filmed in London, for those of you who are you know, hoping that you're going to see scenes of London, you're probably not going to get them unless you can spot what's being mocked up as New York City. Um, that being said, that means that like for those of you who are big fans of National Lampoon's European Vacation, who are hoping to see the Ecto-1 driving in circles past Big Ben in Parliament, and you're probably not going to see that. Um, you're going to have to hope for a Ghostbusters international movie in the near future and start petitioning Ghost Corps for that now. Uh, so that kind of, you know, without getting into any more details that might get people to be upset about spoilers or anything, that's the CinemaCon news. The film date is being reconfirmed. The film's story location is being reconfirmed. But the other things that happened in the week were that, um, you know, a couple other tidbits turned up in articles and social media. If you're following McKenna Grace on TikTok, and to be fair, I'm not because I'm a man in his mid 40s who remembers Friendster and LiveJournal, you may have seen a short video she made where she transitions into the wardrobe and wig of Phoebe Spengler, offering a tease of how a high school aged Phoebe might be presented in the upcoming film. Uh, for some of you, that might be a spoiler, but here's the really good thing about podcasting I can't convey what she looks like in the photo via this audio medium. <laughs> so I can't spoil this for you. Uh, I can just tell you that the thing is out there. If you want to see it, uh, check out McKenna Grace's TikTok because you will find a quick like 30 second video where she transitions from day to day McKenna Grace into Phoebe, Sp Phoebe Spangler and kind of gives us an idea of what a high school aged Phoebe Spangler may look like in the upcoming film. Also this week, there was an interview in OK Magazine with Kumail Nanjiani and 
Nanjiani is quoted in it as saying, my favorite thing that he just keeps saying, I just love Ghostbusters, and this is my favorite movie, followed by, it's one of my favorite things that's not a person or an animal. <laughs> Which, I think that's how I would probably describe Ghostbusters, right? It's like, I love people more than Ghostbusters, I love my cat more than Ghostbusters, but then there's Ghostbusters. Um, But I love that Kumail Nanjiani in every interview he's had so far, that He's asked about Ghostbusters. He can't talk about the plot, right? So the first thing he does is tell everybody how much he loves it and convey it in some new way that communicates that so earnestly. So um, very quickly, he is like really becoming my new favorite person in the movie um, or in the Ghostbusters universe. And we'll see how that plays out on camera. But he goes on to say that he couldn't believe I couldn't believe my luck that I get to be a part of it. And the script is really good and told OK Magazine further that I think it explores. It makes the world a lot bigger. People are going to love it because it's just this great thing where it feels new and it's going in this new direction. And that is kind of similar to the thing that Ernie Hudson said way back before, you know, he started being cagey about whether or not he was in this movie about how, you know, we have these ghosts and we can put them in a containment unit and they're cute, but there's this bigger stuff. There's bigger picture things that, you know, open up the world for storytelling. And so I'm really curious to see what this means because it sounds to me a lot like the thing that Chris Stewart has talked about on this podcast, which is world building, right? That like, this is an opportunity to build the world of Ghostbusters and how it works, uh, how the undercurrent of ghosts and the ghost universe, or however you want to phrase it, the other dimensions exists. Um, and, you know, I don't know if that's what we're going to see out of that or what he means by making the world a lot bigger, or if he just means like, yeah, there's going to be more Ghostbusters franchises now. But um, what it means to me is a lot more storytelling. And to hear him consistently talk about this. Um, you know, not as necessarily like a talking point that somebody's given him, but as a reflection of his own experience and his love of the franchise is is really, I mean, just I think it's positive. I think it's something, you know, beyond just marketing a film. I just get the sense that he's genuine in talking about this. So, you know, we'll see. Like, I'm eager to find out what it means when they say there's an, a direction the film is going um, and what direction that is. You know, what is it going to look like? But hopefully we're going to find out in December, um, which if you asked me if that was going to happen, I was still very skeptical up until CinemaCon happened. So I think that kind of covers all the pertinent firehouse info for the moment, or at least the stuff we're going to talk about that isn't spoilery. Let's talk for a few minutes about merch. Uh, Ghostbusters news brings the heat this week with a sneak peek of an Egon Spengler statue that's forthcoming as part of a line of high-end pieces from Premium Collectible Studios. According to GB News, there's no word on how many statues will make up the line, but they are planning to release individually with Spengler confirmed to be first, standing at one quarter scale, and set to release later this year. So. Um, Jason kind of goes on to suggest that PCS is known for high quality limited releases and they've done licenses like Marvel, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Rocky, Scream, Battletoads, Mega Man. Uh, he notes though that their inventory generally sells between $550 and $1,540. So this is, you know, this is high end stuff. If you look at the photos that are on uh, PCS's Instagram, uh, you can see that they are, you know, really putting a lot of attention to detail into the Spengler piece. So these are probably going to be about 18 inches tall. They're one fourth scale. They're and they're six, you know, foot, you know, I mean, I would, you know, it's say Ghostbusters about six feet tall. So if you're looking at that, then you're probably talking about 18 inches tall for a, a statue, which is, I think might be the largest, um, you know, format. They've actually produced the Ghostbusters in since any figures they've made. I might be wrong about that. Some of you may chime in and go, no, no, dude, there's actually something bigger. Um, and some of you may be like, no, no, dude, I bought a mannequin and I, I built a Ghostbusters team. They live in my house and they're full size. <laughs> they're screen accurate, which, okay. <laughs> and some of you might be like, I hooked mine up to software from the Rockafire band 
Um, and I'm just running, you know, um, a showbiz pizza in my house, but only with Ghostbusters figurines instead. Hey, man, more power to you. But if you don't have any of those things and you have uh, $550 to spend or <laughs> between 550 and 1540, depending upon what these come out at, uh, PCS is going to have statues that are going to start to come out this year. And they really do look really great and nice. As much as I'm joking about, you know, hey, put, get statues and set them up in your house. They really do look kind of awesome. Um, I, I don't know that I'll be getting these because I don't know about the space for them, but they are this. The, the tease we're seeing of this Egon is really something that's quite nice. If you're in a tubs line of collectible duck figurines, the giant XL Ghostbusters Stay Puff Tubs duck, which I think we talked about last week, the week before, is now available via JustGeek.com. This is a vinyl uh, rubber duck figurine that is, I think, about nine and a half inches in size. It's 150% the scale of the original Tubs ducks, and it's limited to 2,000 pieces, just like the Janine and Slimer Tubs ducks that are out there. Um, it is going to set you back at $100 if you're into this. Uh, frankly, this is too rich for my no longer vinyl figure collecting blood. But if that's a thing you do, uh, know that this is something that will probably sell out because it's only got 2000 pieces to it. And it is pretty cool looking. It's a stay puffed version of the duck. And therefore, it's much bigger, of course, than the Ghostbuster ducks. And like, you know, just like kind of Funko did with their big Funko pop, um, you know, figurine. So I would say if you're into this kind of thing, if you collect vinyl and urban vinyl toys, take a look at justgeek.com, who's got the tubs ducks from numbskull available in smaller collectible figure news. By the time you hear this TCU toys will have ended their pre-order for their Venkman figure, but their Winston Zedmore figure should now be available. So if you've missed out on the discussion of these figures before, just to remind folks what they are, these are custom handmade action figures in three and three quarter inch height format. So they're not unlike super sevens reaction line in terms of scale. They're posable. They have magnets to hold them together that will let you swap components with other figures. And each comes hand painted with a proton pack and an accessory item. But to me, the most important reason why you would get these is because they actually fit inside of an Ecto-1 that really rolls. And so even though no toy company has managed to successfully mate together <laughs> Ghostbusters figures from the original movie and a Ecto-1 they fit in, you can use these because they will fit inside of the Plasma Series Ecto-1 that came out uh, for Afterlife, as well as the Playmobil Ecto-1 and Ecto-1A. So if you're looking to be like, I finally am going to be able to be a completist and put Ghostbusters figures that are in scale with my car to all together at the same time, TCU Toys has your back. And if you're not sure who TCU Toys is, Tom Henry, who's been on the podcast before and whose name is not Tom Hardy, and I try to remind myself of this so I don't make that mistake while talking to you all. Um, Tom is in, in charge of this project and they're a true labor of love for him. He's put a lot of work into this. There's a lot of detail. There's amazing card art that goes with it. Tom's also you know, been on the podcast before talking about uh, Ghostbusters autographs because he helps to coordinate the Ghostbusters containment unit autograph collecting group and service out on Facebook with Matt Sanders. So uh, this, these are really cool toys. If there's something that you are, if you're into action figures, if you're into sort of, especially like custom made action figures, go and take a look at TCU toys on Instagram, take a look at the offerings. And as a little, just additional plug here, I mentioned last week that uh, the containment unit has a whole bunch of autograph signings that are still open. There's a ton of stuff they have that you can go and get done right now. And I don't even know if they've ever had this many overlapping signing opportunities at the same time before. So um, if you are a person who collects autographs, go and take a look at the containment units stuff, the Ghostbusters containment unit autograph group on Facebook. 
And if you're into toys, go take a look at TCU Toys. And if you're into both, go take a look at both. And lastly, in a quirky piece of Ghostbusters collectible news, um, which is not really merchandise you can find in the store, Prop Store is running an auction, not for Ghostbusters props, but for props from the TV sitcom, uh, The Goldbergs. So if you've never seen The Goldbergs, this was a show that talked about a family that was growing up in the 1980s. And so there's you know, a whole bunch of different references to pop culture. There's references to Ghostbusters throughout the run of the show over like 10 years. But in one of the episodes, Adam Goldberg, who's the kid in the show, and his mom dress up for Halloween. And his mother dresses as Stay Puffed and comes out dressed in a like homemade Stay Puffed costume. And they are now selling the headpiece from that costume in on Prop Store, which to me is kind of funny because you can own what is a fake homemade version of a Stay Puft costume that was actually displayed on television and ironically or coincidentally enough, um, shot by Sony Pictures. Um, so it is actually like a Sony used Stay Puft in some way. Um, but the other thing I thought was funny about this auction, if you take a look at it, is that they have a whole bunch of random toys that are for sale. Like you can buy uh, lots of G.I. Joe figures and Masters of the Universe and all this other stuff because they would have to set the bedroom of the kid in the show to look like a kid in the eighties. So if you are looking for screen used nostalgic toys, not just ones you could find at the find at the garage sale, but ones that have been on screen somewhere, go and take a look at the prop store auction uh, because the Goldberg's prop store auction has some really interesting stuff in it. Let's talk a bit about Ghostbusters spirits unleashed uh, to kind of wrap up our discussion of headlines here this week. I talked a bit about, about uh, the DLC content last week, and Jason and I are going to talk about it a bit in our discussion this week as well. So I don't want to sort of beat you over the head with this stuff, but I want to let you know about a couple things that I also don't want to get lost and I haven't mentioned anywhere else. Um, so the first thing is this. If you want to pick up the Necro Bash skins, those are now available. If you don't know what that is, you're like, what's a Necro Bash, Jim? Uh, Necro Bash is like these skins you can put on the Basher Ghost that look like he's been through a lava pit or something. I'm going to be real with you. I don't know a lot about this. Um, I don't do Twitch much, and these are unlocked via Twitch stuff. Like you do some sort of watch two hours of Twitch and link your accounts and you get a skin and you can do that three times for three skins, I think. But the mechanism by which you do so is not a thing I've actually done. You want to find out how to do it? Go to Ghostbusters News. Jason's got a step-by-step -step video that will show you how to do this way better than I could ever explain it to you verbally in a podcast. So um, that's my strong recommendation. Jason's literally our guest this week, so there's no reason not to tell you to go take a look at something that, you know, the guests of the show uh, put together to show you how to do this. In terms of glitches and workarounds, um, some folks have been reporting that they're booting into matches, and when they do, their Neutrona wand is gone. They're um, their trap is gone. Their PKE, their PKE meter is gone. And then the next match it comes back. But for that match, they're like stuck, unable to do something because of that. Um, all indications are that what's causing this are the new tints on the, uh, pack shells. So if you're a person who went into the pack shells and messed around with them and decided to change the colors of them, and then you began having this problem. This is probably why. <laughs> um, so my suggestion and what I did was I turned the tints off and I play way too much of this game. I mean, I play this game probably like almost every day or every other day for probably at least an hour. I have not had this problem since turning the tints back off. So if you've been having this problem a bunch, try going into the uh, the character editor or rather into the equipment section, go out to the alleyway 
and go to the equipment table and turn the tints back off to defaults and see if your problems go away. If, for me, it made the new DLC a hundred times more enjoyable because I wasn't repeatedly like joining in the matches and like every third or fourth or fifth finding that I was lacking a piece of my equipment and not able to do something in the game. Um, some other things to know about. One thing that I think that people are not aware of is that the bears, the triceratops in museum level, uh, the statue inside of the courthouse, essentially any large object that you could hide a rift in right now doesn't seem to break apart enough anymore for you to actually blast the rift. So one cheap way that players are getting away with stuff is that they're hiding items inside of a bear or hiding items, not the little teddy bears with the big taxidermy bears that are in some of the levels of the lodge. Um, they're hiding things in these large items. And then when the Ghostbusters come along and blast the item open, they can't actually get the rift to destroy it. It's still behind a bunch of debris. So um, word to the wise Ghostbuster. If you join into a match in like museum, immediately destroy the statue that's in the front section of it. If you and then run to Triceratops or have people do that and blow that up. If you join into a match in Lodge, um, immediately destroy the bear that's in the first room that you spawn into and then go to the one that's upstairs in the reading room and wreck that one, too. Right. So um, you can control this problem a bit by dispatching your players to go destroy the largest objects uh, to keep the ghost from burying rifts in them. But to be real, even if they do just trap the ghost, it's not like you can't destroy the rift. You just destroy it by destroying the ghost and the rift goes away. A um, couple other weird glitch things to know about that are kind of fun. There's two new hidden rooms in the game that people don't necessarily know about. One of them is in restaurant of the cruise ship. If you go into the cruise ship and you walk to the door that says employees only on it, that is between the theater and the uh, doorway to the lobby where the couch is and the starfish are on the wall, you will find that you can now walk through that employees only door and find yourself in what is probably an unintentional glitched room that you can see through all of the walls of because it's completely transparent, but nobody on the outside can see in. So it's like a one way mirror that lets you look at the rest of the hotel in a really weird way or the rest of the cruise ship. And in the facility level, meaning the medical facility, there is a flight of stairs that is at the end of a corridor and goes past a gurney with a teddy bear on it on the first floor between the teddy bear and the flight of stairs. There is a set of double doors on the right hand side. If you go into them, you will find yourself in a hidden room uh, with tiles on the floor and concrete walls that'll make you wonder why that room exists in a medical facility um, and what went on in it. So um, I don't again, I don't think these rooms are supposed to be there. I think they are er map errors, but people are using them for stuff. So it's worth telling people about because people are going to use them and do things. Um, I'm going to give away a thing that I've done for a very long time. That's become a lot easier. If you go up to the restaurant section in cruise ship, there's in the same section where that employees only door is. There's a couple uh, starship the starfish that hang above the couch. If you knock them behind the couch by attacking them, you can now hop into them very easily and hide behind the couch, which is something you could and could not do with varying success over the last few patches. It is now the easiest that I've ever seen them make this something that you can do. So um, there's a couple, you know, weird, sneaky things that people should know about because People know about them already out there as players and are using them, whether they're exploits or not. Um, but if you know to look for them, they're, they're exploits that you can easily bust, not to make a pun out of ghost busting. And the last thing I'll say about Spirits Unleashed is if you're looking for me, 
I've stopped using my handle on Spirits Unleashed because, uh, frankly, I ran into too many people who were not nice. <laughs> but if you're a fan of ice cream and know what to look for, you might find me out there. And with that, I think we've covered all the Ghostbusters headlines we have to cover this week. So let's go now to our discussion with Jason Fitzsimmons, which I guess still means we're going to talk about news, just not as a matter of reportage. Joining me on Extraplasm Podcast is potentially the most prolific of all Ghostbusters uh, journalists, because that's what you are when you run Ghostbusters News. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Jason Fitzsimmons. How are you? I am doing well, and uh, I don't know, journalist, uh, that, that that's typically not, I don't know if I'd cons- consider myself a journalist, but I do thank you for that. As a person who's taught in schools of communication and journalism, <laughs> I'm overruling you. <laughs> you are hereby a journalist, I declare uh, it. <laughs> I'll, gladly, I'll gladly take that one, so. Hey, look, if Tucker Carlson once was a journalist, you definitely are better one. Um, <laughs> that's... Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Let's you know not what? get political, though. <laughs> I, I, I typically stay entirely out of the political game, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wash my hands. Yeah, that's clean fine. That one. We'll just let you walk away as I leave a burning trail of things behind us, um, and people are like, "What am I unsubscribing from?" Not Jason, just me. Um, so <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you here. Um, I'm excited to talk with you. We haven't talked in a bit. I was thinking about like the last time we talked. You had not hit a hundred thousand followers yet. And you have on Facebook since then. And that's like a big milestone. And lots of people made little posts and memes about it. So congratulations, uh, because you oh, achieved okay. even greater success. <laughs> that, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I didn't know people were making little memes about it, but uh, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, no, I saw a couple people like took like little screenshots of your thing and they were like 100,000. And I was like, that's cool. Like, and they like, OK, me, so. well, I mean, you're talking the Internet, you're talking memes. Yeah. I, I thought they were chirping me a little bit, which I mean, it, it would be a new <laughs> thing to me. I get it. I understand it. But uh, no, I certainly thank everyone out there for the support following i mean you know checking out ghostbusters news watching the youtube videos all that but uh yeah the facebook page was like i mean was there even a twitter was there even a uh an instagram <laughs> way back when like I, I started that i think back in 09 or right. 2010 so well it's, it's funny is i can tell you the number of followers that extraplasm has on facebook is zero because we don't have a facebook page <laughs> <laughs> so like i have just completely dropped the ball on facebook pages for the podcast because i went I don't really enjoy my Facebook interactions all that much anymore. Um, so I swear no, I leaned no, into no. Instagram. I was just like, no, pictures are good. I like pictures. They're fun. Facebook, so. uh, they rolled it out maybe about a year or so ago where they allow you just to sign in as your page now and not yeah. your individual, uh, which, by the way, anybody that's been messaging me to my individual, I'm sorry. I check my <laughs> messages like once a month. But uh, no, I, I pretty much just stay in my lane. I stay as Ghostbusters news because, um, yeah, you know what? I, I can kind of control what I see a little bit more there. And it's yeah. it's a little less toxic. Yeah, it's um, it, it's way easier to navigate, I think, when you don't have to. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll make a page or maybe I just won't. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Next thing I'll be like, maybe I'll start a discord. Uh, maybe I'll start a, I don't know. What else are people doing? Tick. I don't have a TikTok. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. I try to, I, I, I mean, TikTok and discord are two things that, that me personally, I just feel like I'm, I'm in a young person's game. Yeah. Uh, I've got a TikTok. There is a Ghostbusters news TikTok, but uh discord, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, I like things about discord because it's like, it's almost like a chat room from AOL. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> it brings me back to the olden times where it's like, hey, we communicate in text and we use emojis and things. And like, I'm like, oh, I remember this. It's kind of like sitting around the salon for someone who's old, um, <laughs> just like having conversation. Uh, and I, I dig it, but I think it's also can be very overwhelming. Like you, jo- I join, mm-hmm. you know, some discord servers and it's like there's 900 topics of things to talk about. Um, that, yeah, you know, yeah. just like, wow. Okay. I joined a, I joined a, um, a discord for like, how did this get made podcast? And there's conversation in here about UFC fighting. And I'm like, that's a way far from what I came for. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe we'll see, maybe after episode 46, I don't know if you've heard the theory that, um, I've decided that I don't know if I've made this decision yet, but season one of Extraplasm is currently what we're doing. And I've joked mm-hmm. that I may get to season like episode 46 and begin season two <laughs> just after okay. the podcast. Right. I, the podcast I get, I will it. find its voice at episode 46, at episode 46. And each year it'll reevaluate its voice at episode 46. And that will be our point of a new season for no good reason <laughs> at all. But um, well, I'm glad you came on the show. I'm so stoked to talk with you because there's been so much going on. Like the ramp up is happening. Like, I don't know if you've noticed. Oh, yeah. I'm sure yeah. You have. I mean, you've been much busier. We're, <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're nearing, obviously, Ghostbusters Day about a month and a half out right now. Yeah, um, there's a lot cooking. There's I, I mean, of course, we're going to get reveals. Uh, and the fact, too, I mean, the movie is slated to arrive in theaters December. Whether or not it hits that, that's that's kind of questionable. But regardless, I mean, we, we got to be getting into like action figure and toy territory. Soon, yes. Which means that's what I'm thinking about too. Yeah. In turn, we're going to have to get some reveals like more, more pictures, more videos. Well, I mean, actual pictures and actual videos from the set. Um, yeah. You know, obviously we just had CinemaCon where people were like went nuts with what was shown, even though really nothing was shown. Uh, so yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot of stuff coming in those coming weeks. I think what's weird to think about uh, toy wise is that if, if the old toy con schedule still existed, then we would have seen this stuff already probably because mm-hmm. the toy, like the, what is it? The toy fair used to happen in February. So yeah. you yeah. would know like what toys were being released for stuff in February, but now that's been pushed to September. So like there's this very strange thing where it's like, okay, well any, pre- and there was no toy fair last year because it was like, Hey, we're taking the time off from COVID and we haven't really gotten our new scenario back in place. Yeah. So we haven't seen like a toy fair since like 2020, I think at this point, like, they haven't just haven't had the event. So that's the place we would have seen like any of that preview. That's where we saw like the afterlife toys. And that's where we oh, saw yeah. those fright yeah. features, Ghostbusters figures. And we didn't see the kid figures, but we saw all of like, hey, here's like the uh, fright features, classic Ghostbusters. And here's the uh, the gushers, right? All those weird things that they yeah. were doing. Yeah. So the slime refills, the slime lab was there, right? Like we never saw in North America. Um, but like, I, it's, it's weird to consider this, that I don't know when we're going to see it. Like, where are we going to get that reveal? Given that like the public event that would have happened to market it is now if the, if the movie date is really holding, I mean, and it seems, I mean, CinemaCon happened and nobody came out to CinemaCon and said, Hey, by the way, we're changing the the date. Right. Like that was the big expectation. Like CinemaCon, the two things I was thinking was, you know, like an actual title. Yeah. Something other than Ghostbusters Firehouse, because when you search it on, you know, Google News, everything is the entitled Ghostbusters sequel. Right. Uh, or the Afterlife sequel <laughs> right. um, to, give the, to give the film some identity. Uh, and then also 
yeah, like a, a potential date change and the fact that they are holding strong. Uh, but at the same time, there really hasn't been any leaks yet regarding toys, right. marketing tie-ins, anything like that. Right. Uh, it, it, it's kind of a weird contradiction of the two things. Yes. Like that's, and I've been giving this a lot of thought in the last few weeks that like, I've been joking about like, you know, where's my, um, I don't know, my, my raising canes chicken tie-in that is going to happen for this. Th- I don't know why I keep coming. I'm a vegetarian. I keep talking oh, about raising yeah. canes chicken for some reason. I've never <laughs> eaten there to be clear to everybody. If you're like, wow, Jim must really like their fry. No, I've never been to one. I just, they have good branding and I see the sign, <laughs> but I like, I, I'm, I would expect, you know, something like even like the tiniest little smidgens of things. And I don't know if it's just the people have gotten way better at locking down the leaks or if it's just that like, there's less in development or if those deals are being hammered out still. I mean, I I've joked about this, that like, um, there's, I think, you know, this, like we didn't, it's not a leak. It's something we talked about on the podcast a few weeks ago, that there was this odd shoot that happened outside the firehouse, like that was Mm -hmm. happening on the street corner and the German ghostbusters, um, whose name I always mispronounce, but I think is called D Geister Jaeger or something. Yes. Um, who are very, you know, awesome people who make amazing stuff all the time. Uh, they were on Just vacation. Insane. They were just on vacation in New York. Stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. They build like, yeah. I don't know, like they are the ghostbusters, I think. And I think they may just be them. Um, like we just don't some know. Some people it. like three, well, like some people have 3d print, like a, like a terror dog statue. Yeah. And they're making like the afterlife ones that are like life size. <laughs> right. Like, like it's the, they work as tall terror dogs. What? Right. Shout out to the, to the German Ghostbusters. But I think like they were on vacation or whatever. They're in New York and they encounter the shoot on the street. Right. And the shoot, mm-hmm. like nobody knew what it was. People were like, is it Ghostbusters? And if you listen to the end of this like video, there were people out there who were like, uh, there were people on the screen who were talking and saying things like, uh, influencers, you know, should know that uh, today's teens or Xennials are really into making their <laughs> lips look plumper. And that's because they're following influencers who have procedures and Maybelline is going to rock the market. And so half of me was like, all right, so this is just like some New York City commercial shoot, right? Like, yeah. But yeah. then I realized that like when on the, the team of like people who in Video Village, which they had also caught on the cell phone, had framed the shot with the firehouse in shot. So I was mm-hmm. like, Tell me there's going to be like a Maybelline Ghostbusters lip plumper. Like this is the oh, first the first leak of a of like an actual marketing tie in is like Maybelline is going to come along in like November or September and be like, did you ever want your lips to be as plump as Slimer's booty? <laughs> and, and, and you can buy this lip plumper and use it to make your lips swell with no procedures. <laughs> no, I mean. You know what? That is one area that I mean, they really haven't touched on. I'm just thinking, like, especially for like if they were to get out for the Halloween season. <laughs> come on now. Like a slime, glittery green, like lipstick and everything. Look, oh, man, it would be. You haven't had a slime. You haven't had a Ghostbusters based cosmetic, I think, since, you know, like the Slimer soap. I could mm-hmm. be wrong about that. Maybe it's like somebody's like, no, you missed the line of things that came out in 2016. And I could totally be wrong. But um, I'm pretty sure that that would be a new foray into the. I mean, the only thing I can think of that's even remotely close was uh, they had the um, uh, like the hand wash. That was like, the yeah, only, I mean, obviously that's not makeup, but yeah, you would think even especially with 2016, they would have done maybe like uh, like a makeup line or something like that. Um, and even with the first film, I mean, like looking back to Goes of the Gozarian, uh, the gatekeeper, you could do some wicked stuff when it comes to like a Maybelline line. Like, really, you could do some you awesome could. stuff. I'm not like outside of just like, OK, you know, hokey Slimer stuff, uh, making green lipstick or, you know, eyeshadow. You could actually produce some awesome <laughs> right? Ghostbuster products. 
hair like, color, all kinds of stuff. You just, I oh, don't man. know. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll I, wear I, would, <laughs> I mean, I was about to say, I'm likely never going to wear it outside of a video, but I'm getting pumped just thinking about right. it. I'm, That's I'm where you're sold. like outside of a video. The minute they put Ghostbusters on it, you're like, I can put out some eyeshadow and some lipstick and put myself on camera. <laughs> I, I mean, I did the, uh, the, the go, not the gozer, but the, uh, the gatekeeper, uh, the, uh, the Zool video a couple Halloweens ago. That's true. You uh, did. Where I donned like the dress from fun.com. And I mean, I had to I go out and just bought. <laughs> well, I had to go out and I had to actually research makeup because I've never worn it before. So I was like, OK, what do I even do Like when it comes to like my eyeliner? And I'm talking to my wife about it and I'm just like, will you go into the makeup store with me? And you know, I'm not going to go in the makeup store, with. but I really need your help. YouTube, there's a reason for it. So like I had to like YouTube videos as to exactly, you know, what I needed, what eyeshadow and everything. And yeah, like I came in and specifically asked for like, OK, there's you know, this girl on YouTube that made herself look like. Yeah, it, it was a journey. But if I could get name brand stuff, I'm sold. That's amazing. Sold. I love it. The, the things you do for content of Ghostbusters love. I appreciate you so much. <laughs> I really do. Um, and then they get they get like two of the. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm always I'm always searching for that viral video, man. And, uh, you know, when I when I wear a dress and it only gets like 3000 views, which is OK. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to like. All right. You know, maybe next time I got to go full Gozerian and wear the uh, the goes the Gozerian bodysuit or something, you know, maybe that'll get the uh, the hundred thousand views. Who knows? You need to go develop only Zools dot com. That's just only Zools. There, we got a T-shirt of that in the Ghostbusters store. Do you? You can buy that. Only I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's only Zools <laughs> is what the shirt actually says. Same font and everything. All right. Well. There you go. Go buy that T-shirt from the Ghostbusters News T-shirt store, yeah. which is uh, T Public, right? That's where that is. Is that, that right yeah, that? hosted by T Public? Yeah. Um, speaking, of this is my second mention of T Public today because um, previous guest of the podcast, John Roop, had reached out uh, on a forum and said, "Where do you get the PKE Surge T-shirts? Like from the mm-hmm. previous years? Like where do you find them? And those are also on T Public. So if you're like ever missed out on a PKE Surge T-shirt." Or if you want, like John and I both have the 2021 one, but we both wore it to pieces. So we mm-hmm. both were like, oh, we can go buy one. So I'm going to go buy the 2021 PKE Surge shirt again in 2023. Um, while you're there, <laughs> stop by and pick up an Only Zool's shirt from the Ghostbusters news shop. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, well, we have a whole bunch going on, right? Like we were just talking about this, that there's lots of stuff that's happened. And since we've talked, um, the, the movie is filming. When we last talked, it was not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was thinking about this. The last time we talked, what I think was like the day or the day before the last DLC dropped, I think, for uh, Ghostbuster Spirits Unleashed. That is right. Yeah. So yeah. and we can now like if they are doing that quarterly and we just meet up afterwards, we can do this quarterly <laughs> and it'll just be a we'll make Ghostbusters quarterly. It's a new experience. Um, but I. I think there's been so much since February that's now come out. Like we talked about this, that like the filming started in March, right? Um, yeah. We've got, we don't know what our toys are yet, but I want to know. Um, but we have ideas on casting. We have like, we didn't have that news back in February. No, no. I mean, there was the like whole news Kumail there with Patton Oswald, you know? Yep. But, um, but there's been also so much that started to happen that like, you know, we're not talking about, and don't worry, everybody, we're still not. We're not going to be like, by the way, here's the point where we tricked you. And now we're going to talk about spoilers. But I am kind of interested to talk with you about like navigating spoilers as somebody who like it's you hard know, at you because you this is something where you have to toe this line as somebody who's creating 
a website that's viewed by both hardcore fans, right. That are like Mm -hmm. deeply into ghostbusters, but then also casual fans who are, you know, they, they come and go and they want like ghostbusters, but they're not as deeply invested in the narrative such that like finding out a spoiler for them is critical. You know, for some of us, we interact with a, with a minor spoiler and we're like, you burned something for me. You scratched off one of my tickets and I didn't get to do it myself. Um, so I don't know. What do you find? Like, what's, what do you think is the biggest challenge in trying to navigate the spoiler thing? Um, I mean, one of the biggest things for me, and it, it, it may sound, I guess a little weird is I always like to appear as if I'm on top of things, like in terms of like the news or what have you, if something breaks, I want to cover it. Right. Yeah. So it, it it's almost demoralizing in, in to some degree that when news like this breaks and I don't cover it mm-hmm. and then because, you know, as as you just said, you know, 100,000 followers now on Facebook, the amount of messages <laughs> right. and emails <laughs> and everything that I receive, like, hey, not too sure if you've seen this, but uh, which I again, I appreciate everybody for sending me that. That's that's awesome. Uh, keeping me in the know when, you know, maybe I'm not you know seeing everything. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it at the same time, I'm like, oh, man, I would love to cover this, especially because it is a website and content. You know, there's revenue to be made. <laughs> right. Content is right. Good. Yes. Especially <laughs> right. when it comes to a big movie leak. If you've got something out there that is, you know, casting news, a confirmed new member of the cast, maybe somebody returning, something like that, like that is going to do huge on Google. So to just kind of turn a blind eye to that, not only are, you know, you're, you're losing money, um, but also one thing that I do try and do, if there's ever a leak that comes out, you know, a substantial one, I know we just had one week or two ago. Yeah. Um, I will reach out to, to go score and I will try and navigate and see if I can figure out exactly. All right. How do you guys feel about this? Is this kind of like a, like an, Oh my God kind of moment? Or is this like, ah, you know, it's not really a big deal type of thing. Right. Like, like, well, how are you guys feeling? Because for one thing, uh, I mean, everybody there when it comes to Jason Reitman, Gil, uh, obviously Eric Reich. I mean, he's my, my go-to guy when it comes to communication. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a lot of respect for those guys. So I would hate to do something that whenever they see me, whenever they see Ghostbusters news pops up, the first thing they think of is like, oh yeah, he mentioned this. So that's one thing. Right. The other is when it comes to Obviously, the people that are checking out the website, going onto YouTube, checking out all the content. Uh, I don't really want to ruin the film for them. But as you said, it is really hard to kind of, you know, dance around that. So my train of thought is if it's something officially revealed from Sony, from Ghost Core, mm-hmm. it's it's fair game. So if, if they drop a photo of Paul Rudd, you know, I don't know where Paul Rudd's the new Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. I, <laughs> That's not going to happen, but you know, I, I don't know. I'm, no, this is good. I'm going to enjoy all the fake spoilers we're going to use in having this conversation rather than talking well, about the real ones. Cause that's a great I, one. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just over here trying to be like, I, I'm about to like let something slip and I'm just like, okay, let me just sidetrack. Right. And I'm, I'm that's just the thinking difficulty about in this. It's the challenge. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, Paul Rudd, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Um, <laughs> If that happens now I, in the movie, people are going to be so pissed at us. They're going to be like, they actually thought that that, that, that would oh be. Oh, God. <laughs> but, but, but that's the thing is, is it, when it comes to something like that, like if, if Sony posts it, to me, that's fair game. If, right. if they're putting on their social media pages, it's fair game. And if it's, let's say, in a trailer, like there was things when it came to Afterlife that was in the trailer that I would feature and people were like, spoiler. Right. 
Like, how is it? A, it's in the trailer. It's a trailer. Right. Like, are, do you just turn off the TV when you're watching like commercials? Oh my God. Like Toad is in the Mario movie. Like, <laughs> uh, I got to turn the, the channel right now. Um, but yeah, typically that's, that's, uh, that's kind of the, uh, my, my train of thought, but at the same time too, there are things that, that are technically not from ghost core that I do feature, uh, a prime example of that. I know McKenna Grace, uh, she posted the TikTok video mm-hmm. of herself in Phoebe get up. And to me, right. that's, that's not a spoiler. No, like and she's, she's people- clearly Phoebe. <laughs> like that's, I'm not like, Oh my God, McKenna Grace looks like this. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. McKenna Grace, she's slightly, I mean, uh, I shouldn't say slightly. I mean, she's 13 to 17. I mean, somebody changes dramatically in that time. Sure. But she's still, she's still Phoebe Spangler. Sure. And I mean, recently too, at CinemaCon, there was some information that kind of came out and I featured it and I featured it pretty much openly. Um, Yeah. You know, I'm not really going to say it. Just yeah, just to be, you we'll do it. Viewers. Just you know, I haven't said it I, yet. Yeah. Maybe I mean, this is the funny part. We're going to do this thing where we record things out of order, and I'm going to go do news after you and I talk. <laughs> and so uh, maybe I will say it later. Who knows? Maybe, um, maybe I won't. But, but yeah, like we haven't. I haven't reshared it yet, mm-hmm. simply because I don't have a problem with what was said at CinemaCon. And if anybody wants to go look it up, they can. Well, but here's the thing: I don't know who listens. Is, you know, yeah. Ghost Core shared that information. To a room of people yeah. that are industry insiders right. that cover news. Mm-hmm. They want that information out there. Sure. They want people to know what was shown. Obviously, they can't take photos. They can't take videos. And nobody wants to lose their jobs. That's why nothing leaked online. But they told all these people this information. And the word was going to get out. They knew it. Yeah. They want it to get out. Uh, they want to build up that hype before Absolutely. Ghostbusters Day. So for me, that's why I covered that bit of information and I covered it without like any spoilers or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely a, kind of a hard line to kind of walk there. And I but, think, yeah, because I mean, I noticed that some outlets, you know, sort of said, this is what we saw at CinemaCon. And then like mm-hmm. sort of Deadline didn't go quite that far. Deadline was like, here's announcements. Also, we're not going to talk about this piece. And I went, well, that's interesting because Deadline often is releasing information that comes from ghost core and from Sony. Like they'll be yeah, they're direct. Sony, like direct, direct sources. And so they didn't talk about it. And this is not to be like, Oh, Jason, you did this. And I think you did it wrong. It's not that at all. It's like, I just wonder, <laughs> I, cause for me, I look at CinemaCon and I'm like, yeah, that's something where industry insiders are there. And like, think about CinemaCon years ago when it was not called that. And like Dan Aykroyd, like that iconic reel that exists of like Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray talking to the investors where they're like yeah. sitting there smoking cigarettes and being like, this movie's not fucking PG or whatever. And they're just making all these <laughs> jokes, right? Like, and, and that's like shown at the same convention. It just has a different name now. And that wasn't something like, Oh, you can't talk about what's going to be in this movie that these guys are busting ghosts. Right. But by the same token, we went to CinemaCon la- for the last time, right. For the last movie, it mm-hmm. was like, hi, now we're going to show you the whole movie, but please don't, Say exactly anything. And I think that creates this weird tension of like, do you or don't here, you talk about CinemaCon? And here's the weird, like um, the, the news reporting, because you just said, you know, deadline um, when it comes to Ghostbusters, huh, Ghostbusters news, uh, when it comes to Ghostbusters <laughs> news, but not Ghostbusters news, uh, Ghost Court, typically they'll send their information out to deadline. Uh, there's also the Hollywood Reporter, you know, different publications. And that was something where Hollywood Reporter, they totally went you know, balls in. They were just like, okay, this is what was shown. This is everything. So it, it's kind of weird to see that contrast between two, 
media entities, two news entities yes. that both get information direct from Ghost Corps, uh, cover it so differently. And yes. also even the Hollywood Reporter, like their article, they stated, hey, these other people are back for mm-hmm. the upcoming film. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and Ghost Corps hasn't even mentioned anything yet. Right. And I'm over here writing articles and like making YouTube videos. And I'm just like, yeah, just so you know, they haven't confirmed McKenna Grace yet. Like how, also <laughs> how in the hell haven't they confirmed McKenna Grace yet? The continuation of the Spangler family saga and like McKenna Grace, fine. If you want to like act like Finn Wolfhard's not coming back, even though, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, but for them not to announce McKenna Grace, like for her not to be named with Paul Rudd and right. Carrie Coon. Uh, and I mean, Finn Wolfhard should have been in in that foursome too. When they, when they announced like the first sure. cast list, they should have been in there. Well, I laughed about, do you remember the photo that came out a few weeks ago of the them all out at the Hollowgate? They were out yeah. doing the VR thing. And so there was yeah. a photo that had like, <clears throat> um, I think it had um, Finn Wolfhard, it had uh, Logan Kim, and it had McKenna Grayson, I think, was the three people who mm-hmm. were in it. But there was a fourth person. They were in the background. Yeah. And they were obscured. Yeah. And I was like, we should do a weird pool. <laughs> Let's cast the fourth person at the Hollowgate VR game. Who is it? Yeah, <laughs> like- <laughs> it, it was that was awkward, too. Like that that was an awkward angle. And I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You, you could definitely tell they were not they were they were trying not to show something there. But at the same time, too, even if it is just like like Gil kicking back there playing, you know, Ghostbusters VR Academy. Right. Whatever it is, uh, you're, you're you're likely not going to show them. You know, it's just like I, I yeah. love Gil, but, you know, it's like. It turns out it's like stars. it's like Logan Kim's dad. <laughs> He's yeah, just like yeah. he was chaperoning to the H to the VR place <laughs> and uh, gave the kids a ride. I mean, it's just it's kind of funny, you know, it's like but I, I don't know. I just I think is and to be fair, like I'm kind of newer at having a podcast that has to talk about these kinds of things, which is why I think it's interesting hmm. to talk about it, because, um, you know, I don't I don't ever want to like wreck something for somebody who is like waiting for it. But I've also said, like, by the same oh, time, I'm like the anticipation for the last movie was about the greatest weight you were ever going to have for anything. Like you wouldn't want that spoiled after 30 years, you know? And I mean, the the last movie too, like there was all the, there was so many leaks because obviously they were filming, um, you know, in, in Alberta. Yeah. Like, and they were filming in an area where people were just walking around, Mm -hmm. you know, like obviously it was a closed set when they were there and in certain areas, but Still, if you got up on a second floor building pretty much anywhere in that town, you right. would likely catch some footage. Um, and there was so much released of the Acto one you know, going through the streets, turn through the streets. And I think that was one of the first real videos that got released was that Acto. Um, and, and same thing, going back to 2016, I recall the early footage of the Acto driving, you know, at nighttime. Right. And there was like a stand in for like the, the siren being played and everything. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a weird balance because again, like, are you, are you surprised that the Ecto one is in a Ghostbusters movie? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I mean, I guess, I guess with afterlife, I get it a little bit more so because the look of it, there was those right. changes made, but are you really surprised that an Ecto one is in it? Yes. Like, really? that, that's not really. I mean, I'll be fair to be fair though. I've decided like a new fun game is not real spoilers. It is like sort mm. of this, let's take a piece of information that people are taking and like saying, out of context and mm-hmm. let's think about what that could potentially mean. And so like one of them was recently an Ecto one showed up and if somebody saw one, I don't know if you saw that was on Reddit and somebody had taken a picture yeah. of, a yep. re- of a recto and it was the recto mm-hmm. that had been um, <clears throat> on the lot. So it was the one I, I believe the one that from the Peterson is the one that went over to the UK. If I remember what I said already on this podcast, yeah. when I diagnosed this, um, but 
it was the one from the Sony lot. And somebody was like, where do you think they're taking it? And the speculation on Reddit was hilarious. It was things like, well, they're right by Six Flags Magic Mountain. So maybe they're going to be like shooting at Magic Mountain and there's going to no, like and like I very quickly <laughs> went to like Google Maps and I was like, what's in the area? And it's like, oh, there's like four or five different collision and body shops. There's like a classic <laughs> car restoration company. There's like, gee, I, mean, I wonder where it's going. And yeah like you've got ghostbusters day on the horizon yeah. i mean you're likely going to want to get that thing prim and proper for any video shoots photo shoots you know what have sure. you sure like um, whatever but yeah. like and i don't mean the original i mean it was one of the rectos so my thought was like maybe yeah. it's they're going to ship it to new york like maybe that's what it's yeah. for but who knows like i have no idea the point is that this became the fun game for me of being like well let's just take things that we see that everybody freaks out about and wonder what they mean publicly. And so one of my, my latest one was Patton Oswald has been shooting all these videos of him doing this weird character while he's been staying overseas and talking about how Mildred, the waitress or the maid won't do things. And he's just been doing this very weird like video series on his Instagram. Hmm. But now he came back and he's in Malibu. He was like, I'm on the beach in Malibu. So I immediately like went to a forum and was like, Pat Oswald is no longer in the UK. What does it mean? (laughs) (laughs) Did he finish filming? Is the movie done? Was he only having a small part? I don't know. (laughs) Just like, so I I did see I did see a pretty funny com or a pretty funny comment the other day there because there was the new interview that got just got released with Ernie Hudson where he talks about mm-hmm. you know working with uh, some people on set and everything and uh, I saw somebody actually they they kind of they, they noticed that on the screen Ernie it says Ernie's iPad oh really so yeah and they were just like so he's back from the UK he's home right he's got his iPad. Like, <laughs> You know, they're mobile, right? You can take an iPad. You can take it to another country. There's no there's no legal laws against that, to my knowledge. I mean, in some countries, yes, but the UK, I think you're I think you're good. You might even label your iPad as yours because there are many in the world and you may take it to a place in public where there are others that look like it. So you'd want to delineate between it rather than needing to do that inside your house. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, no. But I mean, I, I totally get that. I mean, as as somebody who does cover the news, uh, you know, Ghostbusters news, um, it, it, when you see like a little scrap, you do try and you try and see if there's anything else to it, right? Sure. Like you, you try and search a little bit. But usually with mine, I it revolves a lot of deep diving Google searching. Yeah. Rather than, uh, hey, this is what I think is going to happen. Right. Or, hey, this is what's probably going to happen. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I always try and at least, you know, and that's generally, find something tangible there. That's generally, I mean, like when I talked about that Ecto-1 a few weeks ago, you know, I did that. I went Google hunting and searching and be like, okay, well, this is the name of the company on the truck. Where is that? Where is the car? Where are we going? Yeah. Like what freeway was nearby? Okay, what does that mean? Maybe, who knows? But like, <laughs> it stops there with like, well, maybe the car is going to New York. That's an idea I have. I'll share sure. that with folks and talk about it on the show. But it's like beyond that, I'm not like, oh, here's maybe all these things. Like, I just think it's kind of funny to watch how that happens. And I have to say, I've, I've now mm. said it like three times in the podcast that the person who came up with the idea that Ecto-1 was going to Six Flags Magic Mountain. That's like my favorite person like that. <laughs> that. That stuff is so funny. It just I mean, that, so would be an, <clears throat> that would be like a totally awesome scene, though. And yeah. at the same time, like I remember back with uh, Ghostbusters 2016, um, 
there was that the original script had them busting a ghost at a fan convention, like at a, like a comic con. Yeah. And that would have been so cool. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many ideas. There's so many cool things you could do with ghostbusters. And I'm really hoping again, I know I've kind of mentioned it. uh, Well, not, not really, I guess on here more so my live streams, (laughs) but uh, I, a lot of people can ask me, we know what I want from the new film. And I just, I want something new. You know, I want something that kind of breaks away from the norm and I want ghostbusting to be, just in a different environment. And I guess we kind of got that with afterlife, obviously with Somerville and like the whole Ecto one race. I mean, that is about as far as you can get away from the Scullery brothers and Slimer Mm -hmm. and still having it ghost busting. Sure. But, um, you know, I almost kind of want ghost busting to almost be as fun as, you know, playing a a ghostbusters video game. Yeah. Kind of like that, you know, like all these really, I don't want to say stereotypical environments, but you know, why, why can't we bust ghost at a cemetery, maybe in a ghostbusters movie one day and you know, maybe, maybe a theme park, maybe an ocean liner, you know, I don't know. There, yeah. There's so much cool stuff you can do with it. No, and there really especially is. With, okay. Yeah. Like looking back at the real ghostbusters, there were so many really just cool episodes that if they were ever turned, they, even the scenes were just turned into a segment of the film or like used in a montage Right. Uh, you could really do some cool stuff with it. Oh, and I think just like with the animated series that we're going to get, the animated movie that's in the works, like we're going to see a lot of different environments, even if we don't see them. I think, mm-hmm. you know, in the cinematic like film, and I keep saying film and that makes me feel old because I'm like, nobody does anything on film anymore. <laughs> what are you talking about? Kodak is like out of business. Um, but, um, you know, I think a, a full length cinema cinematic movie is some, a place where we can see that. I've been talking about wanting to sort of see us go into the ghost verse and for, the containment unit to sort of be a portal into that, that like they don't even leave the firehouse in the entire movie. And just, it's a bottle show. Um, and the fire the <laughs> containment unit just bleeds out of the wall into the firehouse over the course of the movie. And they have to fight their out of their way out of their own haunted house. Like that would be a cool concept to me, but I have, again, I don't know anything about the plot of this movie. Uh, no, but, no. I mean, I think we're totally going to get a, from the perspective of a ghost scenario, like, there's so much things on the go right now. And I mean, that was something they wanted to do years ago. There, there was, there was talks of yeah. it. So I think at least one of those things, like we're, we're going to see ghost busting from that perspective. Right. And I think other, the only other place we've really had it, there's a few episodes where you get Slimer's perspective in the real Ghostbusters, like of how he feels mm-hmm. about a thing that the plots are focused on him. But other than that, yeah. it's like your real, like, Oh, your first person perspective action as a ghost is really spirits unleashed like the mm-hmm. first opportunity that you've had as a Ghostbusters fan to be like, I'm going to be a ghost and try to act like one and try to do what needs to be done to haunt this place. I would have liked if spirits unleashed as opposed to just having that 20, 25 minute storyline for the Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. they should have made one for the ghost too. Yeah, totally. Especially, I mean, well, when you get like, uh, um, like Tobin in there, I yeah. mean, there's so much more you could have done with him. Uh, especially uh, the voice actor and everything behind him. Uh, there was so much more you could kind of throw in there with it. And um, even with Nameless, I mean, the yeah. fact that you had Greg Miller voicing him and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could you could have definitely done a lot more. And I mean, who's who's to say? I mean, the fact that there is still, I mean, they said quarterly, so I would expect at least two more big size DLCs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe if the game continues to do well and, you know, does better throughout the Halloween season, maybe there'll be more, who knows? But um yeah, I just who who's to say what's to come. So maybe there will be maybe a little bit of extra DLC when it comes to something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, maybe something from the story. I don't I don't really see it, but I'm hopeful. Like we can talk about Spirits Unleashed a bit if you're cool with that, because I know you've played the new DLC and stuff. But like I know yeah, yeah. one of the things that I'm missing uh, and thought we would see is we got that really cool Halloween 
theming that happened. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, cool. We're going to get like holiday theming. Like, it'll be great. And then we never <laughs> yeah. saw another instance of that happen. It was like the hol- the Christmas season came. People were like, God, God they're going to dress up the house, the firehouses, Christmas trees and lights. It's going to be so cool. Oh, when we yeah. get there. And it never happened. And it was like, oh, OK, so that's a one off. <laughs> the fact that they don't let you outside of the firehouse. I mean, they could have like. You know, you look out of the window, you just see snow falling. You could yeah. see snow on the ground. Like they, yep. you, they could have done that. Um, I, I think also like even like when it comes to Valentine's, it would have mm-hmm. been great. Like the week of Valentine's Day, have it where all the min- minions you spawn have like little wings and maybe like a little <laughs> sash around them or something. You know, just just for one week only. This is what we're doing with the game. Just little things yeah. like that. Um, yeah. But with that said, with the the new DLC that they did release, like I don't want to sit back and act like oh they're not they're no, not doing a good job not at all. their it's second not dlc I mean. was jam-packed like oh I yeah mean, they they delivered like huge and That's when you hung. consider that it's free uh i mean i would pay for that dlc not not telling ilphonics to charge me for the third or fourth <laughs> but i would pay for that dlc that that second dlc is, is fantastic well that courtroom tease came out like i think that you and i have messaged each other you know kind of mm-hmm. say hey this is out and then you message back and you're like this is like going to be a courtroom and this makes the other and I was like oh my god we like message each other like Scalari brothers and I was like I hope we get them but we didn't we didn't get Scalari brothers but we still got really good cool possessor ghosts and uh, that uh yeah I mean when I when I wrote the article about the uh the, the first reveal like when they first showed when they first confirmed the courtroom um wrote up wrote the article and I kind of alluded to the fact that hey Maybe this could mean the Scalari brothers. And I think I was almost trying to trick myself into it because I recall <laughs> the developers saying that we're probably not going to do like any like really humanoid yeah. style of ghosts. Like it's, they're going to be more creatures. But I thought, you know what? Maybe the Scalaris, maybe they're so horrific. Maybe they kind of maybe they are. They're more of that yeah. kind of creature, not I mean, really human. Basher's humanoid. I look at Basher and I see a humanoid ghost that punches things. That's why I was like, maybe they'll do it, you know? And and I could almost feel like uh, like when I first saw those classes, like I mean, Basher. What, what what's the electric one? Like the convict looking one there with the tentacles. Uh, I forget what it's called, but I know what you. It's like a shocky one or something. Yeah, it's I like, mean, yeah, very very Scalari esque. So mm-hmm. the fact that they were able to get that in there, like I thought, sure. Tony Nunzio, very likely. But um, with that said, the possessor is is pretty fantastic. Yeah, and the fact that we did actually get a playable terror dog. Yes. To some degree is, is pretty and awesome. And the, the, one of the terror dogs moves is that it, the arms that come out of the couch come out of the floor is like, yeah, that to yeah. me is like, OK, that you made you won me over with. Right. Because it's like it's not just, oh, it's a possessor and it can jump inside of people and walk around, but it actually can use the attacking arms from the couch that come out of wherever you spawn them and leave them as traps for people. Um, and it's almost like a double great. nod, too, because you got like the arms coming out of the couch. But at the same time, you've also got like the Shandorian minds, like with the arms yes. kind of reaching up. So it's almost like a double meaning with that, which yep. is great. It's great. And it's just I really like what they did with that terror dog. There's another the third level ghost for the possessor. I forget what mm-hmm. it's called right now. But that is without question the one that is like if you're going to play possessor, you should play that one. But if you are going to expect to be called cheap because <laughs> uh, yeah, it yeah. throws a giant tornado um, at the yeah. Ghostbusters and knocks it, everything over. <laughs> I'm like, they're going to nerf this, I imagine, because people are going to get mad at this very fast. <laughs> <laughs> For pretty much all the videos that I cut, like when I stream, I stream online, obviously. But when it yeah. comes to just trying to get content for the channel and, you know, hey, here's a possessor walkthrough. Or, hey, here's the new skin walkthrough. 
Um, I typically always do offline just because I know that's the footage I can capture right. and I have a little bit more control over it, right? Um, but in capturing the new content for the skins and the proton packs and the shells and all that, let me tell you, I re-recorded one video like three times because I kept spawning in and they kept spawning that same ghost. And I just kept getting destroyed <laughs> by the AI with that tornado attack. They would just like get me into a corner and just unleash. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, it's the um, it is just a giant tornado that just shoots out and then, then throws everything around in the room, including the Ghostbusters. And what's funny is that that's not even its ultimate. <laughs> the, yeah. the ultimate is still jumping inside of a human and walking around. I, I, I was about to say, like, I mean, for it's like, you know, kind of like subclass attack there. Like, and it 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 fills back up quickly. Like, yeah, there's not really that much of a cool. No, it's, when it, comes it to doesn't it. have a cool down to it. That's very long. So I imagine that'll be like in the hot fix or the quality of life update that we'll get. <laughs> we'll be like, we've decided to dial down the uh, effectiveness of the tornado or its cooldown time. Yeah. But I think. I really have to say, like, I'm enjoying I have people who this podcast know that I have a at times been critical of Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. It's true. Um, but I have <laughs> to say that I've really been enjoying um, this new DLC. I think the new level is really cool. I think the ghosts yeah. are cool. One thing I want to say when you and I were talking about this off air beforehand is that for those folks out there who keep having like proton packs that disappear, um, PKE meters that don't show up, you don't have a trap. You just like one of your equipment pieces is missing. If you have tints turned on, if you've put the custom tints on your character to like change the color of your proton pack, turn them off. It seems to fix the problem. <laughs> like I've not had the problem since I turned it off days ago and I play way too much of this game. Uh, so. and, and surprisingly, I mean, if, if you have not had like the uh, anybody listening, they've not had the issue. Um, it, it's kind of crazy because not only does your equipment like not show up. But the game recognizes that you don't have your equipment. Yeah. You just can't fire anything. Like right. I thought when I loaded into it, like I could still fire the like a proton stream would just be coming out of like thin air. Right. But it's like you have no equipment. Right. And, and I've had that glitch. I've had the other glitch of like you walk around with like bare hand shooting. I've actually got a video of it on my Instagram of mm. like basically shooting proton want the shooting proton beams from my hands like God. <laughs> but like <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is you're right. It's like you just are not equipped with anything you should have. And you the last last night I played a match with a guy who booted in. He had a motherboard on his back. Like I, you really? saw like the four Ghostbusters in the intro. Right. And it pans mm -hmm. around them. And as we were walking in, he had a motherboard on his back with no proton pack. It was like an Alice <laughs> frame and a motherboard and no pack and no wand. And he was holding his hands out like this, like with, with his hands out, like he was holding the wand with nothing in his hands. Just nothing there. And then when the match began, he had nothing on his back at all. And he just had a trap and a PKE meters. He was just he became the trap man. He was just well, running I, after the other Ghostbusters my, throwing the trap. <laughs> my last stream. I mean, that happened to me in one game. And just everybody was just like, yeah, you know, you're the trap guy. You know, you've been demoted. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're now well, the also great too. Well, the game before that, I had somebody like really just be like, ah, oh, Ghostbusters news, you suck. And then the next game <laughs> loaded in and uh, I didn't have my, my proton pack. So, yeah, it, it kind of felt like a weird demotion. I'm like, I guess I just got to sit here and take it. So, yeah, you know, they tell you that you're not no longer qualified to use the equipment. You've shot too many things you weren't supposed to and you need to retraining. So you can only use the things <laughs> on which you're currently certified. Um, and if you want to get recertification, you can, but you're going to have to go back through the 12 hour training course on how to handle and turn a wand safely. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's work that in Ilphonic. I don't know how you fit that in, but <laughs> like, I don't know. 
Um, I don't know. I'm really, I am really enjoying the level, the new levels and the new content though. And I'm excited to see what else they do with it. You know, I think that, yeah, I mean, I, I love the addition of the, the drudges. Uh, they're, they're fantastic. I mean, just using them as a ghost, but also at the same time, uh, being a ghostbuster, it, 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 it really breaks up the lull of just, Mm -hmm. okay, we're going to go find the ghost. And I also been noticing too, there's been so many times where I'm just taking down a drudge or a couple of drudges and that ghost sneaks up from behind me and takes me down. Right. And there's like a totally different gameplay element where if you are somebody who maybe played it for the first week or, you know, recently got into it before the second update and you were like, you know what? It's good. doesn't really hold my attention. Right. Give it another try. Give it another shot. Because because, yeah, you're right. The tempo of the matches I'm finding right now are so much different. Yeah. And like, there's been a long problem of like, I think, you know, that look, one of the styles of gameplay for the game is just run. Like you're the ghost and you just run and run and run and run and hide from the Ghostbusters Mm -hmm. and never interact with them. And that is probably the most like infuriating or frustrating form of of gameplay as a Ghostbuster because you spend the entire match just hunting and you don't like Mm -hmm. with a PKE, you're looking around and you never find what you're looking for. And it's I think the drudges break up that level of monotony since the game came out, the strategy of a rift like the concept of moving rifts around has largely been, um, you know, take a rift, take it out of its hiding spot, move it, rehide it. Like that's the mm-hmm. entire dynamic. Now you're watching people use rifts as ways to generate the haunt because now that the rifts yeah. spawn these individual drudge ghosts, I don't think we explained any of this for any of these people who don't play this game, by the way. So anybody who's like, what is a drudge it's, ghost? There's a rift. You have to destroy it. Now technical. things come out of it. And um, it's one of our technical little toys. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a ghost or a mini ghost that comes out of the rift as you're busting it. But if you leave the rift exposed, which is the way a ghost respawns is the rift. Um, if you leave it exposed, more and more of those things come out. So I've been in more matches now where people go and they take the rift and as opposed to mm-hmm. hiding it, they put it in a place that's difficult to bust it, given that it's yeah. like a tight space and now it will fill up with drudges over time because if you leave it more another drudge another drudge another drudge comes out and so you have a mm-hmm. maximum of eight of them so i think you're right like if it's a person if you're a person who played the game before and try it again because it's not like oh they reinvented the wheel but they added so much in this last update that it really does try to change the flavor of the game you know um i don't know i think it's good i want to see more but you know we'll yeah see. yeah uh I'm really curious as to what they do with the uh, the third update. I mean, obviously, what we're in April now, May, June, July. I mean, July there. Um, or no, what? June, July, August. August. What are we talking about? No, August-ish. no, May, June, Jul- July, July-ish. Yeah. Three months, right? Ju- Ju- I would say len- end of July, early August. I'd like thinking that the Comic-Con happens at the, the change mm, of like the, yeah. the quarters. So, yeah. And I would, I, I mean, I'm, I don't want to speak for Ilphonic, but I cannot not see them doing something for Ghostbusters Day. Like, yeah, there, there's got to be something kicking around for that time. And then, of course, there'll be a Q4 update and whether or not that ties itself into Halloween or, you know, maybe they'll do something separate for Halloween. Uh, who knows? But um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. And the fact, too, that like even like if you're following them online, like any social media channels, I've noticed. People like Logan Kim, for example, liking their stuff, yeah. resharing their stuff. Uh, you know, gives us hope that maybe maybe we'll see an afterlife pack down the way. I maybe would we'll see to. maybe Logan Kim added, like maybe his voice or something like that. Yeah. Um, maybe Phoebe's what are uh, her her overalls, you know, mm-hmm. just like little DLC bits like that. And the fact, too, that we don't have an afterlife proton pack. We got to yeah. have that eventually. Right. And I, 
2016 Proton. I mean, I'm, I'm talking a lot about 2016 in this. I keep bringing it up. 2016 Proton packing gear. Why did I mean, you, the fact we got. I, look, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to sabotage this podcast. Just, just on here talking about this movie that makes people just go rage crazy, even just, though I just have no ra- problem with it. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you right here. I that ghost trap I need the 2016 ghost trap I need in spirits unleashed. That thing is awesome. Yeah, no, it's where good. it opens up from the two sides. Yeah, uh, I think it would look great in that. It would. Um, I think they can do that. I think there's also the potentiality that you get your animated series coming in and mm-hmm. that's going to give you a whole new set of equipment, right? That like arguably yeah. you'll get a whole new set of like different styled equipment that could happen with that animated series that could be added as DLC and do cross promotion. And, so. and we don't know how, how far this agreement goes, right? No. Like we don't know uh, into this year. Does it go into next year? Like how, how long, how much of a roadmap do, does Sony and well, Ghost Core and uh, Ilphonic have. Yeah, like that's really something that um, it really remains ambiguous. You're right. I don't know. Um, that's I don't I don't I don't know how that works. Like, I don't know if they like come up to an agreement that it's like a standard agreement on this is this many years or like in the industry or if it's like hammered out case by case. I have no clue. But you would tend to think that there has to be at least an agreement through the movie, like through the next movie from my mindset, because it's like, yeah. What would be the, if you're Elphonic, like the point of hopping on as a uh, collaborator at this point in terms of making a content is that you're bridging a gap between two movies like that. And, you know, especially <clears throat> with the the parallels that, you know, are there between the game and the upcoming film right. going back to New York, going right. to the firehouse. Uh, and the fact, too, that in the last film you had you had Ray return, you had you know Winston return. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, there, there's just too many parallels there that I just can't see them. Okay, yeah, this is, you know, December, it's done, it's over with. And, you know, that that's it. Yeah. I, I feel like they've got to keep going with it. Yeah, I will tell you my favorite and most creepy thing that I found in the firehouse in Ghostbuster Spirits Unleashed. And it's that Winston follows you with his eyes. Oh, yeah. He's like a painting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes well, I think have- he's just judging me. Like, well, they don't have Vigo in this one, like the 2009 game. So you need something to kind of, you know, follow you around and everything. Right. Or those like disco pants that kind of walked around with yeah. you. Yeah, they should yeah. bring those in. I want those no, as an item. I want the walking no, disco pants. No. Well, I mean, if you could, if you could use them as your character. Yeah. Like actually put them on. That's what and I mean. Just disco jiving. Man, yeah. people would. Every game, every freaking game you'd hear that. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> That would, be, the disco pants now. that would be hilarious. That, that was, you know how many times too that I've recorded video in the 2009 game? Like I've tried to get a shot. Actually, for one of my videos, I was trying to get like audio from from uh, Janine and, and, and Vigo before just ripping it directly from the game. Yeah. I was just trying to capture it. And every time I tried capturing it, those damn disco pants would just like walk up <laughs> and just drown everything else out. <laughs> I love the disco pants. They're great. I and I just thinking about when the last DLC came out for um maybe it was the hotfix for Spirits Unleashed. People got so upset because the toaster disappeared from the pool table. <laughs> and it's like the same yeah. level of like little Easter eggy kind of weird stuff that makes the texture of the universe. So Ilphonic, <laughs> if you're listening, um give us the disco pants. I want them. <laughs> 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 and if you make the disco pants and they play good music while you wear them, then certain podcasters who have a bad habit of getting on stream and playing music through their team speak might not be, need to do that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know anybody who does any of that. Certainly not anymore. Um, I digress. 
Um, what else has gone on since the last time we talked? Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed has come out. We got Proton Packs. I was about to say, if we're talking Spirits Unleashed, we got to yeah. be talking about Spirit Halloween, right? Yes. Um, well, like you had been covering the fun Proton Pack for a while, right? The <laughs> HalloweenCostumes.com fun Proton yes. Pack. Yes. The yeah. $500 mystery pack is what I'm calling that at this point. I'm like, I don't know what it necessarily looks like or when you it's know, coming. <laughs> I, I feel and I feel so bad for Halloween costumes and, and fun doc. I mean, they're the same company. Sure. But I feel I feel so bad for them because when development on this pack started, there was no knowledge of the Hasbro stuff. Like Hasbro Spengler, Proton Pack, it wasn't a thing officially yet. Right. It, it wasn't revealed. So these guys probably got the okay to do a full-size pack or a life-size pack or close to real size or whatever, whatever it's going to be marketed as. Um, and I'm sure they thought they struck gold. You know, yeah. And then Hasbro's like, guess what we're doing? <laughs> but and, and the thing, too, is that five hundred dollars pre Hasbro. Yeah. Five hundred dollars for a full size proton pack. That's a steal. And I don't care about some inaccuracies from what we saw with people do like what they did with the $80 spirit pack. Sure. Like the 80 percent scale. I forget the actual price. I, I, I call it an 80 percent spirit pack. But from what people did with that, they could do amazing stuff with a five hundred dollar Halloween costumes pack. Right. And again, this is before Hasbro released theirs. So mm-hmm. our, our mindset at the time was to get a good pack, you're paying, what, $1,200? Right. No, 13. Mm-hmm. That was that was kind of the notion. Hasbro came out with theirs, undercut them. Okay, fine, whatever. This is going to be the only readily available, quote unquote, full-size pack. Yeah. Right? And then Spirit Halloween out of nowhere. And, you know, after tons <laughs> of tons of delays... From Halloween costumes, Spirit Halloween out of nowhere is like, you know what we got? We got a life-size proton pack, not full-size, but life-size. <laughs> right. um, we, we can't say we can't say the other, but it's 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 yeah, we're going to get this. It, it's, it's available and we're not doing pre-orders. You can order it right now and it'll be on your doorstep in what, like three days? Like we've had it. It's just been sitting in the warehouse yeah, and nobody it's knew. It's ready. <laughs> it's ready. Here it is. Somebody, I mean, when it came to like, I don't know, they, they, they hit the wrong button. They upscaled the damn thing. We got to sell them now. Oops. <laughs> All berries. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's it was a total surprise. And again, I just I feel bad for the people there because like I, I do sometimes jump on uh, like a media call with Halloween costumes. Like I took part on a call last week, oddly enough, the day the minute it was announced, I was on a call with Halloween costumes. It was just like, I was like, so um, anything else you want to cover before we, we end this? Maybe one thing. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's, it's something where all these other releases is just really, it, you know, they were down after Hasbro and then spirit came along and just kicked them right in the teeth. And I am, I am still behind the fact that I am going to buy this thing and I'm going to review it. I am. Yeah. I've covered this so much, so much now that I I want to I, I need to see it and I do feel like there will be some changes between what's shown and what's actually releases. Right. Um, as to how much and how accurate it looks, I have no idea. But Spirit has set the bar on what a two hundred and fifty dollar proton pack can look like. So for five hundred dollars, I really hope Halloween costumes deliver. Right. Because yeah, they've got they're gonna have to go above and beyond when it comes yeah, to when I mean, compared to the spirit pack. And you can say that firsthand as somebody who is like literally ha- was sent a spirit pack, like, hi, yeah, here you go. This exists. <laughs> and, and and well and that was even a weird thing too, is they they contact I said in the video, like the review video, they contacted me about a week beforehand and they were like, Hey, 
Um, what's your mailing address? Because we work together, like Ghostbusters News and Spirit worked together years ago. And um, they just, they sent me a DM and they were like, hey, what's your address? Right. Just, can we reconfirm? I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Here it is. Uh, just sent them the Ghostbusters News mailing address. And um, I was like, what, what are you guys sending? <laughs> winky face. I just got like a little winky emoji. <laughs> That's all I got. And uh, uh, okay. You're like, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, and like, I even, I think I maybe even tried to like BS them. I'm just like, Hey, but you know what? Like oversized packages, I need to like sign. Can you give me uh, an idea on the scale? Winky face, winky emoji again. Like, it was like, <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, that news broke. And I, I, I think when it came to reviews, like I know AJ from Ghostbuster fans, he got one from yeah. spirit. Um, I received one and I, I, I'm sure there's a couple other YouTubers that I saw that received them. And, um, yeah, it just, it just came totally out of nowhere. And it was even a thing like that morning I woke up and I, I got the email right from Spirit. I think it was like some, like three minutes beforehand. <laughs> and it was like, oh my God. Um, yeah. I again, mean, just above and beyond. I would have never expected to see it. I'll be honest. Like, I think I may mm. have told this, I may have said this with you offline and like back channel conversation months ago that I thought that Spirit was done. Like I mm. thought, I thought that their license was just done. I figured like, they're not making like, we have these props that are coming from disguise now that are like, they don't have any interactivity to them. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff that spirit had been making has a rubies lineage to it. I don't understand mm -hmm. how this all works, but like old school rubies used to manufacture a lot of these things and then sell them under private label. Right. So it's like, well, well that's the thing too, going with that, like the Halloween costumes, Proton pack. There's there's parts of that, like some of the connector pieces yes. are clearly from the spirit pack, like right. the original spirit pack. And it's something where when I was speaking to Halloween costumes, I was trying to get some insight in terms of like, how did you guys make this? And they were like, um, well, we actually we got a shell from a Novos and we kind of did this stuff. And I was like, oh, so you guys are actually making stuff internally. Which really started making me question a lot more. So like, OK, why does this pack have spirit pieces on it? Right. Like. But what's I think what's I, I need to understand to this is like fun sells a PKE meter that mm -hmm. is in, um, in all respects, almost identical to the one that spirit sells with the exception of the LEDs are a different color mm -hmm. and there is a slight change to the like design of the bezel around the fake screen. And otherwise mm -hmm. they're almost identical and they well they also have the flatter bottom too right yeah that's like the, more the, the handle's a little different but the yeah the the sounds the chipset mm -hmm. that's like running the whole thing it's all the same so yeah. it's like somewhere along the line <clears throat> i feel like and i don't know this may be a thing you can find out maybe in a future conversation with them who knows but i get the sense that there's some manufacturer that is developing all of these things for one parent company and then it's like we can make the private label version of mm -hmm. what you want to sell like the 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 analogy I'll use here is um, Trader Joe's, right? Trader Joe's. I don't. Do you have Do you have Trader Joe's in Canada? I just realized this. Uh, That's I don't a think no. So. That's probably a no. No. So it's a grocery I mean, we store, right? We we have we have tr you can buy bags of Trader Joe's like food, but you can't. There's not like a Trader Joe's. Okay, okay like a physical. So, Trader Joe's is a physical location store in the United States. It's a soup. It's a grocery store. But part of its deal is that like it sells everything under its own private label. So you can get like Trader Joe's cereal and Trader Joe's, you know, um, veggie burgers or whatever. 
But that's stuff that they bought from some other, you know, purveyor of stuff. Like Trader Joe's, uh, great example. Trader Joe's frozen pizza is labeled as a product of Italy because there is some Italian frozen pizza company that Trader Joe's buys frozen pizza from and puts under their label, right? So it may be customized. There may be some change to the ingredients or some ingredient that's taken out or something else that's put in, but it's like produced by a major purveyor and producer of frozen pizza over in Italy, right? And of course, Italians are like, Frozen pizza drop dead, but I digress. Um, I'm a pizza snob. Mm. So, Mm -hmm, uh, but mm -hmm. I think about this, that like fun seems to be in the same thing, right? Their spirit, their trap, you buy a ghost trap from them. It's the same trap as a spirit trap. The difference is the spirit trap comes with stickers. The rubies trap with the stupid pedal was the same trap just with a pedal attached to it. But, and so I'm trying to figure out my brain, like, where does this all come from? Like there has to be some factory, some like run by little, I don't know, like Oompa Loompas that are commanded by, I don't know, a ghost, but like by Dan Aykroyd. Um, <laughs> no, I'm creating a terrible scenario, but yeah, Dan Aykroyd, it's That's Canada. Horrible. It's a Canadian factory run by Dan Aykroyd. And he's like, <laughs> cadets, let's go. Come on. We need to make more ghost traps today. And that's what's really going on. It's buried somewhere in the same facility where they make Jim Belushi's weed and, um, and and there's herkimo diamonds nearby for creating vodka uh but i like that's what kind of where i was surprised because i'm like i thought they were done i thought they didn't have the license i watched the footprint and spirit stores here in the u.s shrink Mm -hmm. like and so i'm shocked to see it back i don't know yeah and i mean not only is it back but like they delivered their biggest most detailed like they put as much money as they could behind this thing like when it comes to manufacturing costs and everything yeah um i i can't think of anything else they've released maybe like i don't know how much the terror dog cost them but um yeah that's true that, that was probably their highest i would say in terms of you know actual profit margin or what have you um because the proton pack i mean it's just a big plastic shell right yeah like yeah so it's a big but, hollow thing <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I'm sure the markup is good. Like I know I just saw today they're they're like selling the uh, the killer clowns from outer space, the big cotton candy victim. Yeah. And it's just like a big cloth light bulb and they're charging 150 for it. And man, the markup <laughs> on those. Ah, oh, so good. So good. But um, yeah, going back to the pack, um, it's again, they 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 really delivered something where I was really surprised where like having it in hand. The first spirit pack was something where, okay, if I'm going to wear it out, I'm going to like modify it. Yeah. You know, like if I was to wear it out, I would, I would do something with it. Mm-hmm. If I was to wear it, let's say at like a, you know, a, a Halloween party, cause I didn't want my full size one getting dinged up or what have you, I would have to do something to it. This one, it's out of the box. It's actually really good. Yeah. Like, there are, are there things I would immediately change? Um, yeah. Like Alice frame, obviously, you know, the sure. better um, shoulder straps, uh, things like that. But overall Aside from that, I could wear this to like a Halloween party. I could wear it to like even maybe a, you know, a a low key convention and I'd have no problem with it. Yeah. I mean, I looked at it and I went, that's a thing a franchise can buy and be like loaner pack. Like it fits in with the rest of our full size packs and we don't have to feel like our loaner pack is a junior pack, um, you know, in terms of its size and whatnot. But I mean, I think too, like. Uh, look, I'm going to say this point blank. People know this, I think, but like I have no disdain for the spirit pack. I own one. It's still sitting mm-hmm. here. It's in the corner right next to where I'm talking to you. And it has a Maddie wand attached to it. 
I repainted it. I put ribbon cables on it. Like I, I re I redid the whole thing and it was a project and I'm never getting rid of it. There is never going to be a point yeah. where I'm like, Oh, it was always a spirit pack time to upgrade and throw that. No, it's like literally a thing that I'd like, I didn't build True. it entirely with my hands. I'm not a pack builder, but I got experience doing things that I didn't know how to do. And it mm. mattered to me when I did it. So it has a lot of sentimental value. And it's also the Horcrux that I'm going to respawn from later on uh, after I die. So we can't get rid of it. But I mean, like, I I have no, no ill will towards spirit packs at all. But I looked at the pack and what I noticed about it was so interesting to me was that it's not just the bigger pack of the spirit pack. It's such an improvement on it. Like the old spirit yeah. pack is in segments. It's screwed together mm. in sections. This is a whole like shell. There, some of it, yeah, little getting, pieces, like the whole shell, the back piece is all one piece. It's not, oh, here's half and half screwed together, right? So yeah, there, there's like a few small pieces that are like screwed in and like attached, like iron arm and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but the actual core shell, like when you think of a proton pack shell, what you're getting is 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 what you're getting pretty yeah. much. Like it's it's what you would expect. And that's the thing where I went, oh, you have learned. Like you have mm. And you've done better than learning how to make the bad badge that I don't like, because that's like the last thing Spirit Halloween learned from the community was some of these guys wear little cop badges that look like Ghostbuster badges. We should make that. And I'm like, no, we didn't need that. <laughs> we just, I, I, and if you have one of those out there and you're listening, shout out to Orange County Ghostbusters. Um, I love you. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I, it's not my thing. I'm not like I don't want a cop badge. But yeah, I think they've learned so much from like the fandom and from looking at the previous experience of the pack with one exception, I'm going to say this. Um, as soon as those packs began shipping, I began seeing the exact same thing. I see every time spirit packs are shipped broken wands. And this is because for some reason, spirit takes that pack, a big pack box like that. And they put it mm -hmm. into a standard box for one of their large animatronics, which is way bigger than the pack. I don't know how big your box was, but like, when every time I've bought a spirit pack from hot from spirit, the 85% pack, you get it. Some of them come in a box that fits it. Some of them come in a box that are twice the size of the pack with like two little bubbles in there and one wrap of like plastic. So everybody who got theirs immediately was like, not everybody, I shouldn't say that, but lots of people immediately yeah, saw yeah. doing these sort of like, I got it, but my wand is broken. And I'm like, okay, now mm. we need to fix this. You've redesigned the pack. You've made it into something so much cooler you've like resolved a whole bunch of complaints about what exists with the previous offering. Can you please put some padding in the box for a positive experience? <laughs> well, the, the, the thing like the, the, the actual proton pack or the, the box that they have for the pack, um, the one I got, obviously it was in the, the, the khaki style box, uh, yeah. but the Miller box that came in was pretty much as form fitting as you could be. Like Good. I had to turn it upside down and like, you know, Campbell soup, it kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pour, have it all come out. Um, so yeah, it was form fitted. Everything was fine when I got mine, but the actual proton pack inside that khaki style box, it there there is no room. Yeah, there's no like, room. I tried, I took it out, and then I was like, oh crap, I need to, I, I should have recorded some extra B roll of the pack inside, and I tried getting it back in there, and I was damaging the damaging the box yeah. trying to get it back in. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's a pretty. I, I don't want to say a tight fit because the way they got in there the first time, it's mm -hmm. perfect. But trying to get back in there again, bit of a headache. And that's how the uh, old spirit packs are packed as well. The wand mm. is sort of like tucked in on an angle into the box. And so if it shifts or anything during transit, the wand can crack. Right. And so I'm like, well, the, the, at least on, the guys. good thing with this one, <laughs> I, I noted in the review, they did do like a zip tie when it came to like the wand, like the handle and the, uh, the gotcha. cable. Yeah. So it is semi-connected in that sense. So it's not really going to go too crazy in the box. 
But if anybody, if, like if that thing gets hit way too hard on one side or like on the side of the, the wand or what have you there, um, yeah, I could I could definitely see that because the plastic they're using for this, it still feels very much like the same plastic they use for their smaller scale. And with that, you that means you're, you know, you're getting a, a larger shell, you're getting a more hollow shell, um, which means if you're going to get, if it's going to get hit, it's going to get knocked. I would think there's a better chance of it actually breaking. Yeah. Which is really the only negative I kind of have for it. Sure. Um, but, and I don't mean to say that yeah. to be like, hey, let's rip on Spirit after they sent you a free pack. But <laughs> just mean like, no, no, I no. noticed a lot of these posts very quickly and, well, you know, I mean, sort of hope, it, dashed hopes. And I was like, oh man, that sucks. This is still a thing. And, so. And, and that's the thing for me is like when I did my review, I had I, I saw nobody had like any broken ones. Yeah, well, because I mean, right? you all like, you I think yeah. you and AJ were the first ones to actually, you know, post them, you know, and sort of say, hey, yeah. this is it. And the orders followed after uh, that. And so you started to see some of these posts that come out afterwards, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, I think that you know, will they figure out how to ship these better? Hopefully, you know, because I think there's it's just lost money for <laughs> it just becomes loss, you know, lost when that happens. but. Um, I, I think it's really cool that they did it. And I will say I'm really excited because I immediately went, okay, so what else are you hiding? <laughs> like if you've been yeah, hiding, yeah. if you had, if you didn't put out stuff last year, and this is a weird thing to consider, but it's like, I assume that their shrinking footprint of Ghostbusters stuff in the last year and those other disguise props showing up meant, okay. Mm-hmm they must be done like they the Sony must have renegotiated the license because they don't usually. And this is what, what's weird about this is that Sony usually is very like one company has the license to do yep. blank. And so for there to be multiple full size proton packs, right? Like, <laughs> like there's multiple pros. Then there's like the parts like max has a deal, right? For like developing parts. The Max Factory, like we shouldn't forget about that because it's like they're not you're not going to buy a full no, pack no, I mean, from them, but they're making licensed proton pack parts that are like yeah, like they're numbered. legit licensed. I mean, if you right. want yours to be as authentic as humanly possible, I mean that's that's who you right. go with. But it's like Max Spirit Fun, and then you could argue that Hasbro had a different product because they made it specifically an Afterlife pack. You could say they had the rights to the Afterlife movie pack, well, but, maybe. But who's to who's to say they're not going to revisit that? Right? Sure. Like I mean. Who's to say come Ghostbusters Day, they're like, hey, guess what we're doing? 84 right. pack. Right. You know, like it's a possibility. Who knows? Like, but the they've point, got the license. The point is, it's like it's very strange that there's so many companies that have the license to produce proton packs like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. The idea that one company like we were all waiting for Mattel to produce a stupid proton pack and waiting for Toy Guru to show us the proton pack that we're never going to see because it never exists. That <laughs> I'm convinced, even though he claims there was a prototype, he's never we've never seen it. Right. Like, so we, we knew that yeah, was a, no, no, yeah. a conceptual idea of using the Neutrona one with a proton pack, but I don't think there was ever a functional prototype of it. You if know? they ever if they only made a cardboard Ecto one, there is no, no way, way right. that there was an actual proton pack ever made, right. ever conceived. I agree. Right. Like, and that's where I laugh at this and go, OK, ten, like that was the big deal during the Maddie collector days. It was like, oh, my God, you mm-hmm. could get a PKE meter. You could get a ghost trap and you could get a Neutrona wand. The idea that you would get a proton pack from a toy company was completely out the window, not even a thing. Now you can yeah. get a proton pack from a toy company or one of two costume companies. What? Like, it <laughs> makes no sense. But I love it. It's great. Like, there's so many options out there that people have, to, I think. And that's like the greatest part about it is it's like, if look, if you don't have the money to spend 250 but you just want to be able to go throw on a proton pack, grab a, grab an old spirit. 
If you like, and that's the question. True. Will we still see? I mean, I can't imagine they're going to get rid of the old spirit because, well, if it's I mean, for, for kids really there, well, you know, well, I mean, for a while there, they kind of differentiated awkwardly because there was like the kids one and then the adult one. Right. And they were the same pack, really. Yeah. They just had they had the kid on the one. They had the adult on the other one. So I would assume you'll just see that kid box like that right. kid version still in stores like that would be the only one. But it's it's weird to me, too, that they did relaunch this or they launched this larger one and there's no kid option anywhere. Right. You know, like there's there's no kid proton pack you could buy on there, uh, which I guess makes sense because obviously they're pushing the new one. But come September, come October, are we going to see that kid one come back? I, I, I think don't know. We will. Yeah, I mean, I would think so. Um, but if, if I had to guess the fact that they went all in on this proton pack. It it, it can't be the only thing. Like, no, I, I'm like, I, what are you going to have for the new movie? Like, what is the spirit Halloween section going to look like this well, Halloween? Given that they. Given that obviously there's so much reuse in terms of technology or yeah. like pieces and everything, to me, I I almost think that a a ghost trap, like yeah. a ghost trap with an actual good looking working pedal, yeah, is gonna happen. If they um, do that, if they figure out how to take that Ruby's trap and like make it theirs, mm, add like yeah. look a one. If they put out that Ruby's trap again and just release the thing, great. Cause like the number of people who want one of those traps that it's not great. It's not well-made. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty cheap in terms of its, but it's functioning, but it functions and you can mod on it and you can do stuff with it such that now people are taking that Walmart trap and selling it for like $200 on eBay because you know, it can't get one anymore. And it's the only version of a ghost trap other than a Maddie trap. You could buy that had a pedal that would open it up. So, Okay, it's cheaper than a Maddie trap. And you're like, yeah, because a Maddie trap costs like four hundred dollars, <laughs> like five or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I think if they came out and put that out again, um, that would be a benefit to the fans just as a whole, like regardless of whether they made any changes to it. There are so many people who missed out on that when and want one that they would make mm-hmm. money on it hand over fist. I can't imagine they wouldn't sell out of them, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I think right now, uh, I mean. PKE okay, but I think PKE is like kind of oversaturated. I do too. What's kind of been released? Yeah. Um, unless you're going to do something different with like an afterlife style one or something like that. But even that, the hardcore fan base will be there, but not really the general you know audience. Like, yeah. If a kid has a PK at home, the mother's going to be like, "No, you have you know you have PK at home. You know you, you don't need this one. You want McDonald's? We got McDonald's at home. You got the PKE at home." Um. But yeah, I, I would think a trap would make the most sense. And um, it, it, it is funny to me because sometimes I do jump on, you know, different calls. Like, like I said, I was just talking to some of the people at Halloween costumes and fun.com. And it, it's crazy because there's some ideas that you would think that seem so out of the realm of what's possible. And they're like, you know, we could do that. You know, that's possible. That's, you know, and then other things that you're just like, well, you could do this. And then they're like, well, no, because Cost wise, you know, the, the, it takes X amount to manufacture and da, 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 da. Um, so, yeah, it, it's always that kind of that, that that fight for them to obviously to, to figure out if they can find something that's going to appeal to everybody. But at the same time, have that good profit margin, because I know a lot of people, they've wanted things from like Ghostbusters, too, which I could never see a company, you know, making a full slice slime blower. That's yeah, ridiculous. Right. That's <laughs> um, th- th- that's something where even like as a fan and. I had somebody one day, he, he good prop builder who was like, you know what? I'll make you one. This is the amount. And it was a good, it was a good price involved in everything. But mentally for me, I'm like, where the hell did I put it? Right. Because <laughs> it's gigantic. It's huge. But, um, 
Yeah, it's just that kind of that balance there of trying to find, you know, something that's going to hit with everybody, but at the same time uh, be feasible on their end. Yeah. And I I don't, and there's things again from Ghostbusters too, like people want the, uh, the gigameter, gagameter, whatever you want to pronounce it. Um, The average consumer, who's going to recognize that? No, you're right. That's like, that's not what's really iconic, you know, like that's. Yeah. Um, I would love one um, sure. because the light show inside would, would probably be, it probably would cost like hardly anything to make. Um, be like a nice, easy thing for them to kind of construct there. But yeah, just the general audience, I don't think really would be won over. By, it's not by the that. connection point. It's not the thing that people recognize as, you know, yeah. like the, it's, a, it's a one-off kind of thing that happens for a moment in a movie and then we move on. It would be like if Spirit Halloween made the orange thing. The orange thing, the guy wheels away <laughs> while he's listening to Air Supply, like in Ghostbusters 1, that then Jason Reitman brought back the orange thing as an Easter egg in Afterlife. And I have no idea what that orange thing is or what it does. I just, it's the orange no. thing on wheels. No. Um, but again, I mean, you, you look at Spirits Unleashed and you look at the the gear they used. I mean, it's it's your ghost trap. It's your PKE. Yeah. It's your, your product. You know, it's, a, it's that kind of tried and tested kind of mm-hmm. combination. And then, you know, you get your new items that they add in. But even like the disruptor pylon, it's like, that's something that, it's new yeah, in design. Right. It kind of looks like a tripod trap thing, but otherwise it's just, Hey, how do we make this look like ghostbusters? Caution stripe. Got it. <laughs> like <that's laughs> Caution stripe aesthetic. That's what we're working with. Um, yeah, I'm excited and I want to see what they put out. I, I'm hoping that there's going to be more stuff, you know, as we kind of track towards the movie, we know there's going to be toys and stuff, but it's going to be weird. If like the first reveals of the movie are in August at a spirit Halloween. And that's that's one thing too. I mean, the fact that we are approaching a new film, um, and with Afterlife, you had the Spengler Proton Pack, and you had this kind of aged gear. You're going back to the firehouse. Are they really going to use the original '84 gear, the original '89 right. gear? To me, you got it. There's going to be some revisions. Yeah, I, I really feel like this could be one of those moments where we're going to see that revised Proton Pack. Yeah. You know, like nothing too crazy or futuristic, but we're going to see some revisions made. And with that, we are going to see toys. We're going to see collectibles. Mm-hmm. And maybe that'll be it. Maybe there'll be something there when it comes to a ghost trap. I mean, one of the first, I mean, actually when they were first were showing photos, the first things we saw were what Keenan or Gil wearing the, the ecto goggles. And we yeah. saw both Gil and Jason together and Jason holding the ghost trap. So we had that old school equipment being shown, but you know, who's to say we're not going to get some, some revised gear. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think we will. And I mean, I keep saying it and I'm, I'm telling you at this point, I think I may have driven everybody away by it, but, um, I want to see a new Ecto one. So I've, it doesn't, it wouldn't be Ecto one, I guess it would be Ecto two, but it would not be, it would not be the one. It would be the second. But if we're talking about, if we're talking about functionality in New York city, I mean, the, uh, a Cadillac that large is, is atrocious. It's horrible. It's a terrible idea. Um, yeah. And I mean, also going back to like afterlife, the whole gunner seat aspect does not work at all. No. In the streets of New York city. No. Like, there is no physical way. <laughs> That that has any barrier? No, it just wouldn't work. I want to know so, the lineage of when that was added to the car. Like, wh- why? What was the rationale? Because it was like, hey, we'll be able to pop the car open and go down the street, and it's like, yeah, into parked cars. <laughs> like that's what's on the side yeah, of the road like, in New York City. Like <laughs> the, the the only other concept then is Egon is doing it in Somerville, but at that point, like who who's he who's driving? With, you know? right. like, like who's driving exactly. the car? <laughs> oh. That would who's be kind of funny. It was Roller Granny. It, that's how they had to falling out. Damn roller granny. <laughs> uh, that's, roller she, granny. that's how she that's how she knew who he was and she had a falling out was that she used to roll with him in the Ecto-1. <laughs> and now she only rolls on skates. She doesn't work with him anymore. 
Um, I I, I want to see like, her back. There's no good reason for her to be back at all in New York. Just just throw her in there. Oh yeah, just bring her back for some stupid reason. Just be like, yeah, we brought Roller <laughs> Granny too. She lives with us now. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> I do kind of feel like, though, that we may see like a little motorcycle sidecar type deal. I don't know yeah. why. Uh, just I, I don't really see them totally replacing the Ecto by any means. No, especially. And I, I just feel like with the, with the new film and everything, you know, if you are uh, just if you are going to bring back the whole cast of Afterlife, that's going to indeed what's going to happen. Uh, I don't know. I could just see like a little sidecar situation. Yeah. Type of deal. A little motorcycle sidecar. Um, and there's so many. One thing, actually, that I kind of wanted to touch on when it comes to uh, the new movie that I know we kind of diverged from spirit Halloween. That's okay. This is what happens to this podcast. We Firehouse. Do this. It's fine. Um, okay. Let's, let's say everybody's coming back. Just hypothetically, everybody's coming back, right? Yeah. You've got Paul Rudd, Carrie Coon. You've got Finn Wolfhard, Celeste O'Connor. Yep. Uh, and then you've got McKenna Grace, who's now 17. And you're going to be doing a lot of new stuff with that character. I kind of fear that this movie may have uh, there may be too many romances. I've in the respects a that similar thought about this. Yeah. Be, being that Phoebe is, is, you know, 17 now, I feel like you kind of have to dive into that. Like that's something that you may, that has to be an aspect of the character because that's a pivotal thing when it comes to a character going from you know 13 to 17, almost like an easy writing point. Maybe they won't even dive into it, but maybe a love interest. Right. And then again, you've got, the two other that were introduced in Afterlife, and I know some people may not consider the Finn Wolfhard, Celeste O'Connor thing kind of a love interest thing, because, you know, it, it could have been written, I think, a little better. It could have been done a little better, but it was a setup, right? So you could see that be, being done in Firehouse. Sure. Uh, but going back to that original film, I mean, really, the, the the series, all you really had was Dana and Peter. Yeah. And then even in the reboot, again, huh? Um, you had a love story that was just, it was not even a love story. You had that kind of romantic thing with, with Aaron's character mm -hmm. that was like deleted entirely. Yeah. So, so it, I don't, that, I don't think you're concern. wrong. Like I've, j I've sort of said that there's a weird uh, thing to kind of look at and that uh, Emily Allen Lind, I believe is her name. I, and I have to say that I don't really know her work. So I'm apologize. I'm getting that wrong. Um, she's like in the right age range to step into that dynamic in a way, right? This sort of mm -hmm. like, She's like 21 or so, right? So it's like yeah. she kind of can fit in as a somebody who could potentially be an interest for Trevor that creates a rift between Lucky and Trevor or yep. who knows? Like, that's all speculation. All we're doing here is like, let's talk about people's ages. I, <laughs> but like, you know, I think that there is good, the potentiality for that. Some sort of like um, more re relationship development, I guess, as a way to mm -hmm. put it. And I don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing. I just think it may be different. And I think that's a thing to consider is that this Ghostbusters movie, um, given that it's not, it doesn't have to do what the last one did. The last Ghostbusters movie no, no. needed to fulfill so many expectations and mm -hmm. in some ways like needed to almost fulfill a prophecy in a weird way of like bringing back the old guys and showing us old Ghostbusting and that it somehow still exists and didn't go away. <laughs> And like this movie has the ability to move forward from that, you know? And so it's like, I'm interested to see, you know, I would think without getting, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know if it's spoilers, but like, I'm just going to presume that all four of the Ghostbusters from, you know, the original movie, except not, no, they can't, not going to presume that Jim, what's wrong with your brain? Of course, not all four of the Ghostbusters from the first movie are going to be there. Oh my God. Um, 
the the three Ghostbusters from the first movie are going to, you know, be there, right? That seems to be pretty mm-hmm. clear from what's going on. Uh, I don't think that's a, re- a real spoiler or a reveal for anybody at this point. Ernie Hudson literally was on something recently talking about this, that he was just like, it's good to work with everybody again, including so-and-so, 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 and so-and-so. And it was like, now... <laughs> Now, for the record, though, I mean, he did say Bill, and technically, there's other people that could be named Bill that worked on that original That's film. True. So he could have been he meant he know. meant Billy Brian. That's what he meant. Exactly. We know he's there. We heard Billy Brian was working on the project, so that's obviously he's, who he uh, meant. He's but, making the uh, the suit for for Paul Rudd. Yeah, um, that's what it the, is. The, that's because that's what he had bring him in to show to build the Paul Rudd Stay Puff suit. And they actually worked with Disney to go get um, the live scans of of um, of Paul Rudd's body that they used to make all the Ant-Man suits. So halfway through the movie, he's going to become Ant-Man. And now I'm really just making shit up. Um, But (laughs) it would be it would be messed up if that like was a crossover and he used the giant powers of the Ant-Man suit. But the Ant-Man suit had been redesigned into a Stay Puffed Halloween costume. <laughs> so when he just went boom and blew out to giant size, he became a costume of Stay Puff that was giant storming through the city. I, look, this works. Somebody put it in the movie. I could, I'll watch it. But well, I mean, for me, I'm just going to say like there, there's things I, I think that are almost a given a lock when it comes to the new film. Uh, the fact that we're going back to New York City, Slimer is, is yeah. 100%. There, there is no denying Slimer is not gonna, like there's no, but there's been no spoilers, but even when it came to afterlife, like Jason Reitman said several times in interviews, like, Oh, you know, why, why Slimer not in it? It's like, well, we're not in New York, we're right? In Somerville. That's why I've joked that he's been there the whole time that he tolerated living above the Starbucks. He had to be, there was lots of coffee house music and all kinds of stuff. And that the reason why they're having problems in the firehouse now, and we saw the containment units light blinking, at the end of afterlife and the credit sequences, because all those Starbucks employees were just dumping shit in the hole in the wall. They were just like coffee grounds, <laughs> old egg sandwiches. But that's essentially what Slimer was eating at night. And he would just come along and eat things in the place. And that's ultimately why the Starbucks closed is because it was an unprofitable because Slimer was eating everything in it. So I want to see him in that sense that it's like if he's been there, I want that to be a story. I don't want it to be like he remanifests. I want it to be they moved yeah. out. And he was bound to that location for some reason after like being at the Sedgwick, the same way he was bound to the Sedgwick before. And mm-hmm. this means that he's been there for the last like 40 years, just living in the firehouse or be unliving in the firehouse. Right. Like, I don't know if I'll get that, but if they don't give it to us, I also won't be like, hey, where was Slimer? It's not fair. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. I. I- the, the fan service, like the tropes that they kind of they, they brought back in, in Afterlife, I, I don't think we need that. I don't think we need that. The same kind of act sequence that has kind of mimicked the franchise ever since the first one, you know, yeah. like in terms of like that big, you know, the, the ghost battle at this one point, And then actually I was kind of surprised that Afterlife didn't give us like a montage. I was mm-hmm. really, really surprised by that. Um, but we get a With little new one. film. We get the like a yeah. tiny little one of them like dressing up. Like that's the closest we get to a montage. Yeah, right? but yeah, you know, not not like honing their skills around you know right. Somerville or, or anything like that. With a or, song. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like an actual little piece there. Um, so yeah, we didn't get anything like that, and, and it's weird for me because like I do I want to see Dan Aykroyd back and Ernie Hudson and Bill Murray? Yeah, totally. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But do I want new stuff to happen? Yes. Yeah. And it, it, I, I'm I'm really hoping at least. When it comes, and I know not everybody kind of agrees. I really hope, though, that we 
we do get the cast back, the original cast back in more of like a better substantial role than we got the last time, even though they played a pivotal role in the ending. Um, I hope they have more screen time, but they're not necessarily centered around the main plot. Right. If that makes any sense, Mm -hmm. you know, like I don't need to see these guys suit up again. I've said it would be kind of funny if we only see Venkman on Zoom. Mm -hmm. That like he's at SUNY Cortland. SUNY Cortland is not close, right? That's like a good six hour drive from New York City, at least. I mean, if it's not more than that. Um, And so it would be kind of funny to me if like he's only in the movie as a series of like Zoom meeting appearances (laughs) and he's at his house, like, you know, or his apartment or wherever it is where he's at at Cortland or in his office at the university in Cortland, but he doesn't even come to the firehouse. It would be like, I think some people will feel robbed by that. Or if he just like shows up in yeah, the final yeah. act again. But to me, I'm like, well, imagine how the Ghostbusters would operate. Like, does he suddenly leave his professor position, um, you know, where he's probably tenured and leave his <laughs> house? Because the hope the Ghostbusters are back and I'm moving back to New York City. Or is it more like, hey, Winston's going to restart the Ghostbusters. We're going to bring in people to help run the new team. We're going to train. The kids are going to be involved. And by the way, here's like Ray can consult from the bookstore and Venkman's going to consult via Zoom. <laughs> like, well, and- and the other thing too is like the the financial aspect. I mean, Winston obviously made man, you know, made tons of money. Um, the Ghostbusters concept is is not a viable option. Like it's a pretty horrible business model in the respects right. that really there's only very small hot spurts. You know, like you got that original eighty four. It came in eighty nine, and then <laughs> even in Afterlife, they admitted like following that business went down. Right, they separated. <laughs> Egon moved away. Um, so really over the past 40 years, they had what, like a, a couple of good seasons. Right. And that's, like, I was talking with, with when a couple episodes ago, Craig, uh, Craig, that's not the right word. Chris Stewart was on. And like, now I've made a new person. I'm like, there's a Craig, there's a <laughs> Craig, Craig Stewart. Stewart and a Chris Goldberg now out there in the Ghostbusters fandom, everybody. <laughs> uh, but Chris Stewart was on the podcast recently. And we talked about the idea that, um, the Ghostbusters at this point may have had their technology, their you know patents, different things they had appropriated or reverse engineered. And so now maybe there's consumer products out there like the ghost mm-hmm. detecting alarm clock, right? That nobody needs the Ghostbusters because you just get like a ghost roach motel <laughs> and you buy one and use it in your house. Um, and so like that's where I think you know, you're right. Like the Ghostbusters didn't they had fits and starts. There's periods of super yeah. supernatural or paranormal activity that happen at points and then there's not. So in those moments, what do you do other than go sing birthday songs and um, <laughs> try to keep yeah, your business it, afloat? You know, I mean, so, again, he he's, he's crazy rich. I get that and everything. And he's going to, he's going to front the firehouse and there's this whole paranormal thing in Somerville. Um, and there have been remarks from Ernie where he talks about, I guess maybe what his character is doing, like why he's back, you know, what, yeah. what, what's the motivation of, of, of doing that? And, I don't know. I, I just hope that there is a stronger motivation than, hey, you know what? I, I we busted Gozer in Afterlife and I got that itch again. <laughs> so let's reopen the business because there is a bit of logic there that is that is missing the respects that, like, hey, you know what? We lost a lot of money. I put my hand on the car and I said I was going to fix up the car. And the only way to do that is to raise a lot of money, because have you seen the cost of Cadillac glass? that's the whole Uh, reason he's restarted ghostbusters is just to fix the car up that would be kind of funny um but i i really think it's going to be interesting to see what they do with the film obviously and i um 
I'm excited for for things that are new. I think you're right. Like I think that the new stuff that could potentially come out of this, as opposed to the rehashing of the old, would be good. And that's to be real. If I see more traditional Ghostbusting thing in the sense that I've seen it, I'm also not going to be like those bastards. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't deliver on being and innovating. I'll be totally stu- stoked and excited. But um, no, I. I, I, I think like when it comes to ghostbusting, there's only so much you can do, at least with the equipment that you have, like what's been introduced and what's in the prime canon. Um, I, I just once again, I, I would just love to see a mix up because there's so many locations in New York City that are just iconic. The Ghostbusters have never been. You can do some really cool scenes. I mean, we've never seen the Ghostbusters like do battle, let's say, like, I don't know, in Central Park. Yeah. I mean, we've seen Lewis run into Central Park. You know, we've seen the, uh, you know, Central Park West and everything. But again, there's so many locations that Ghostbusting could go that kind of mix it up, especially. I mean, I, I guess we did see Central Park in the video game. Yeah. Um, but that's but imagine like, yeah, an actual live action moment where the Ecto-1 is like tearing through the actual like small little hill area of Central Park. Right. You know, it would just be neat. Again, I mean, this movie is being filmed in the UK, so probably not so going to happen. So probably not going to get it. Yeah. Yeah, but there is a lot of really cool elements in, in areas that you can kind of go to. It's going to be funny if we find out that they built an entire scale replica of Central Park um, on a soundstage. That would be weird. <laughs> they would have to have at least so much space to do that. <laughs> but I, you know, I think um, I think you're right. Like the return to New York presents a lot of opportunities to go different places. I don't know. We're going to see those places in this movie. And that's part of like, I'm not trying to be like, I'm going to be right about this, but um. No, no, the movie's not. They're not shooting so much in New York that I'm like, well, how much they have to be in the house more. And I'll be honest, I would like to see the Ghostbusters inside the firehouse way more because you don't actually see that much of it in the the movies no. prior. Like you see like the first movie, there's the scene of them eating the Chinese food, like getting that first going and getting the firehouse race, sliding down mm-hmm. the pole and giving it a try. Then we cut back to the last of the petty cash, right, where they're like they've mm-hmm. eaten all the Chinese food. Um, there's the scene where like Egon is underneath Janine's desk and is like working on the computer. And then she's like, do you read? And he's like, I think print is dead. And then it's like basically the scene where they have like the containment unit and beyond that. And then Ghostbusters 2 has even less of the firehouse in it. And especially the Ghostbusters in it. There's more like Janine in the firehouse and there's Lewis in the firehouse and things, I guess. But like, I don't. Well, yeah. and even with Lewis, I mean, with the, like the second film, there was footage of them up on the second floor, or third floor, or what have right. you, doing the slime test. They got deleted. They got like deleted with, with the slime blowers. There's, right. there's photos from that. Uh, there's the whole Lewis subplot where he's in different rooms in different locations right. of the firehouse that we've never seen before. So yeah, I mean, the firehouse is something that we could definitely uh, see more of, and especially considering that, um, you know, if we're talking being filming in the UK and we're talking building sets, yeah. If, if, if they're going to be like, hey, you know, what? we're going to build a freaking firehouse set. I'm, I'm going to bet they're going to use that firehouse set pretty well. Oh, they're, yeah. They're going to be going through every floor. And yeah. from what I've heard there, it's it's not just that one floor. Like we were looking at multiple floors right. being built here. Yep. And I we talked about this a few weeks ago that this is probably the first time that the firehouse set, like the actual filming location can be blended properly with mm-hmm. the out exterior location, given that the window doesn't exist in the actual location, like the back, the, the window that the iconic window that has been reconstructed and has mm-hmm. like, we saw photos of that are black and white, which I don't you know. That was, that came out from Sony. So it's not like that's a spoiler. Jason Reitman put that out and was like, here's the, the, you know, the set where we have reconstructed this window from the firehouse. The, you could never have blended 
Like there's no way to in the previous construction of a, of a set that like wasn't a set was the old firehouse in Los Angeles yeah. did not have that window. So to have the interior of the firehouse now have that window to be able to look out of it is so strange to me because it's like the set blends. It like creates a firehouse that has only conceptually existed on paper in our brains inside of video game levels, like as a, as a toy, you know, like, but the actual, the notion of the internal space and the exterior space as Chris Stewart said, has a TARDIS problem, right? That the, mm. the actual, it doesn't fit whatsoever. Yeah. Like the actual interior space of the firehouse does not fit inside of the exterior space that's in New York. If you were to try and shove it mm. in there. And so I think it's going to be neat to see how we get a conceptual model of what the firehouse looks like inside. I want to see shots that walk through it. Like we're going to go, I want to go upstairs, like panning, following somebody and have this experience of like walking through the firehouse as opposed to the individual scenes that we saw in the other movies. I mean, I, we're, we're, I mean, there's no way that we're not going to, I mean, especially with all the content that came out of afterlife when it came to like avid or Adam Savage touring and such like yeah. that. Like I'm sure as we get closer, we are going to see that firehouse like yeah, in I full so detail, too. every floor, all the little elements. Um, and yeah, just, I'm excited to see what they do. Just, I mean, as, yeah, as we pretty much all the other Ghostbuster yeah. fans are right. So, um, cause those are some of my favorite moment, moments from like the, the animated series, like the real Ghostbusters, extreme Ghostbusters, them just sitting back like on the couch watching TV. And that's how the ghost, or that's how the episode kind of begins. You know, that's like the catalyst. They get a call, they go out on their, their bust. Um, so it'll be nice to actually see that in a movie. I'm going to throw out one more thing I want to see in this movie. And it's something I kind of just thought about a little while ago and it's going to be something dumb, but I just kind of want to see somebody eat it on a fire pole. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just, I want to see like Finn Wolfhard take a good jump at the fire pole, go to wrap his arms around it and just just drop just fail to execute on the uh, it would be a good piece of physical comedy i don't think we've ever seen somebody just botch the ghostbusters no, fire mean, pole run I, I could see that where like the camera just stays on that level and they just like go down way too quickly right um or even at the same time i could see it where like something like finn or what have you they go to do the fire pole um and maybe they just they go way down way too slowly like their face is <laughs> right. just kind of like almost like grading on the pole itself be a good yeah, Logan Kim. Yeah. Mo- it would be a good. That would be a good Logan Kim moment. Logan Kim like just stuck to the fire pole, hanging on it like yeah, two thirds really of the way down. Slowly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see your fire pole botch. I know that's such a just random screaming thing. at the top of his lungs. So yeah, for those of you who are like, why do I listen to this podcast? Because this is the podcast that recommends that we destroy the Ecto One and botch our way down the fire pole <laughs> to make a good movie. I don't know. So. Just just so everybody knows, uh, Ghostbusters News does not endorse any of those comments. Um, yeah, we don't disagree with them, but we don't agree with them. So, very middle of the road. Yeah, well, we've come full circle. You know, you 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 don't agree with nor disagree with the politics of the beginning of the podcast, nor with the future vision of the end of the podcast for Ghostbusters movies. And that's OK. Um, cause not everybody has to agree about all the things and, um, <laughs> that it's okay. Everybody, if you, if you've seen people disagree about 2016 movies or what's going to happen next and you've gotten very ragey, don't do that. Don't, don't be, be kind, be good to people. Um, and I'm always glad that you are being good to the Ghostbusters community and that you come on here and that you're good to us and the listeners. So thank you for coming, Jason, cause 
I've been really excited to talk with you today. Is there anything else you want to add? Anything else you want to plug, throw out there and let people know about? Uh, at the moment, nothing, I think really overly, I mean, uh, obviously Ghostbusters day, we've already talked about it, it's on the horizon. Yep. Uh, as always content is going to be heating up. So be sure to, you know, check out ghostbustersnews.com, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, the usual spiel there, but, uh, yeah, we got that coming up there. And, um, with that, it sounds like there's probably going to be a, uh, another New York venture, uh, coming up soon. So Exciting. certainly keep posted to the, uh, the Ghostbusters news social media channels because, uh, Something could be cooking. You're going to go get some hot dogs. That's what's cooking. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Slice of pizza, some hot dogs, some bagels Take them back home. Oh yeah. I'm just yeah. going to pose just next to my, next to my Slimer statue that has the hot dog and the pizza. I'm going to be like twins. If you take bagels back to Canada um, and you eat them on <laughs> camera, I'm just going to be jealous the whole time. So if you want to make me jealous, just make a short reel on Instagram going, I have cream be- cheese and bagels. Just, because they're New York bagels or do you yes. think that we just don't have bagels in Canada? No, I mean, cause they're New York bagels. I okay. I, I was just making sure I, I just realized that you guys don't have like pizza pockets. Apparently. What is a pizza pocket? You know, like your, your little pizzas, like in like the little pillows, like, like little hot minis, pockets. Like oh no. Yeah. No, we do. We have those. We have pizza. We call them pizza rolls, but so. they're small, right? Yeah. 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 No, we got pizza pockets. <laughs> think what you have, but like make it like five times bigger, like a hot pocket, but it's pizza. Yeah. Okay. I got that. Yeah. So it's, like, it's like, a, it's like a knockoff calzone. <laughs> well, I mean, you can call it a knockoff, but I mean, <laughs> no, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly wondering. Cause like there are this pro there's a product called hot pockets, right? Like this yeah. is now this is, this is my favorite way we're ending the podcast is just completely derailing a discussion about the hot pockets of pizza pockets. It's the best way to end it. I love it. Um, so well, I mean, we no, don't have a tie-in. It's, it's a tie-in, you know, Ghostbuster tie-in. Come no, on. No, this is it. Uh, this is the Ghostbusters is gonna, we, we're going to get, um, we're going to talk to Ghost Corps. And we're going to say, listen, you need to sponsor Pizza Pockets. You need to bring Pizza Pockets from Canada to the United States under a Ghostbusters label um, with Slimer on the box. But yeah, Hot Pockets exist, right? Like we have those and they make pizza flavored Hot Pockets, but yeah. Pillsbury doesn't make them. Like some company Yo, made, you know, yeah, yeah. makes them. Yeah. yeah, no, no. Pillsbury, Pillsbury makes them appear. McCain's. Do you guys have McCain's down there? We have McCain's fries for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McCain's make up makes makes a pizza pocket up here too. Interesting. This yeah, is yeah. Like, this I is see now. I'm like, okay, I have to I have to do more research on this as a pizza snob and a bagel snob who grew up in New York and no longer lives there. Um, I hope that I'm on the tip of things that are going on in pizza and bagels, but you've just blown in my the pizza mind, world. So, yeah, <laughs> just uh, just play a little bit of like 16 bit Ray Parker Jr. Uh, backing this trick people into thinking that we're talking about Ghostbusters. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be OK. Yeah, we'll yeah just, it'll be fine. It's fine. Also, there's a guy out there named Pizza Plasm. It all connects. It's fine. Um, hey, <laughs> shout out to Chris Sorrentino. Real Ghostbusters are. <laughs> um, all right. Well, um, I'm going to go search the stores now for Pizza Pockets. Um, I'm going to recommend that you go search the store for something American. I don't know what it is. Now I don't even know if we're talking about pizza pockets or pizza pops. I'm so confused. Wait, what's a pizza pop? I don't even know now. I, Maybe I'm talking about pizza pops. <laughs> what's going on? I don't know anymore. I don't know. I just want to eat pizza. That's what I know. At the end of this podcast, yeah. I'm now hungry. So if you're hungry also, and you're hungry for more Ghostbusters information, or as I like to call it, news about Ghostbusters, you can go over to Ghostbusters News, which is the way to say Ghostbusters news, news about Ghostbusters as opposed to just Ghostbusters News at Ghostbusters News. But are you looking this up right now? Pizza Pops? Uh, no, I 
No, I just registered ghostbusterinformation.com. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's my new URL. You can find me on there. Ghostbusterinformation.com is available for you at ghostbustersnews.com. Jason has been a lovely guest. Thank you for coming on the show. And um, of course, as always, we appreciate everything you do and talk about you on this show all the time because what do you know? This podcast is a secondary source and you're often the primary. So thanks for everything you provide to everyone who listens every week, not just on your own website, but also as the ground for a lot of cool commentary we get to have here. So thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Take care. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to wrap things up for Extra Plasm this week. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Jason Fitzsimmons for coming on the show as an awesome guest, as well as for the valuable work he does informing the Ghostbusters fan community about what's going on out there and where to get the things we want. And of course, I want to say thank you to Brendan Pierce of Baducci Studios for our logo and Vaporwave artist Magnavox for our theme song. And last but not least, thanks to those of you out there who've been commenting online at Extraplasm on Instagram or Extraplasm on Twitter or at extraplasmpodcast at gmail.com and sharing things with me or spreading the word about the podcast to help develop a little community around our show. If you want to help out with that, you can always leave a positive review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever we're calling it now, or Spotify or Stitcher about, you know, this show and what you like about it, because it helps the show to connect with other people like you who are into the same stuff. And I want everybody to have a great week. And to keep in mind that as Ernie Hudson says, try to have fun and always Pillsbury pizza pops. That's that's what they're called here in Canada. They they uh, they're telling me to try it in an air fryer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm typically a microwave man. You can also put them in the oven, but uh, I I do have an air fryer. All right. Uh, (laughs) So pizza pops. Wait, wait, wait. I need to tell you about this. They have got pizza pops. Old El Paso. (laughs) That's like. Angering two cultures. So you're putting pizza in a pocket and the tacos are their beef and cheese. Pillsbury Pizza Pops Old El Paso is the name they went with, and it's a special edition. Get yourself some. All right, that's the final comments of this podcast is go out and get yourself some El Paso Pizza Pops. No, no. Pizza, pizza Pops Old El Paso. Pillsbury Pizza Pops Old El Paso. But again, I, I think these are just Canadian. So uh, if you're in Canada, get yourself some. All right, thank you. We've now wrapped up this podcast successfully. See you next week, everybody. <laughs> Try to have fun and always keep on busting.